Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. First issue. everybody, it's Wednesday, January 8th, 2014, and you are listening to the Talking Comics Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Shortle, and I'm in the house with Steve Say. Happy New Year. Mr. Bob Ryer. Seems like a year since we did this. I know, and Miss Stephanie Cook. Hello. All right, guys, we're back, and for us, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while <laughs> since uh, I held my head up high. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. No. A little, st- little stained <laughs> little, for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Taking it back. Taking it all the way back to Aaron Lewis. <laughs> uh, but it's been a while for us, but for you guys, it's obviously not been a, It's been the usual week. Uh, so hopefully you guys have enjoyed the uh, best of shows that we've been putting out the past couple of weeks. And uh, today we're going to be doing the winners. Uh, we're going to announce uh, the winners for the podcast and for uh, the site-wide voting that you guys participated in. Thank you guys for all the support and uh I think we tripled, uh, for at the bare minimum on some categories, we tripled the amount of votes that we had gotten, and some, it's you know ridiculous, it's like 10 times, 11 Ooh. times, 12 times the amount of votes we got last time, so thank you guys so much for, for doing all that, and uh, thank you guys very much for sending all your top five lists, those are going up on the site uh, on Friday, so you'll see those, mm-hmm. um, oh, we got a couple of them on the show tonight, just, just uh, to get some people's voices out there, got a couple cool emails to talk about, um, and a little bit of news, uh, Bob's best of list is already up. So check that out, and uh, so by the time this comes out, Stephanie's will be up as well. I'm travel. <laughs> um, so check those out and let us know what you think. Uh, we launched the new site. Uh, the new TalkingComicBooks.com is now up and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for your feedback on the site so far, uh, and thank you guys for checking out the forums. If you guys haven't done it yet, if you go to TalkingComicBooks.com, there's a link for our forum. Check that out. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. People have really started... Uh, I've already started interacting a lot with it, and that's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome it to is. see. There's like, there's already 512 posts. Yeah, which is pretty wow. great. Yeah, we launched that the- like less than a week ago. Yeah, and Bob, what if you'd care to join the forums? You can have, you can write as long <laughs> or as true. much <laughs> as you want. Yeah. you will not be restricted by Twitter. I think that the listeners Heck. would freak if you were able to join the forums. Yeah. I make an entire board just called bob's corner you do you see do yeah. you see what's happening here yeah it's absolutely that's what you should do mm. that is a bob thing explains that I would do it all for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so that that's uh that's great it's been it's really nice and guys please join up there and uh come hang out with us and and, and talk some comics uh right there um so, but before we get that, obviously we've been podcast. You've heard some podcasts, but we haven't been here. So, I want to see what how everybody's uh, holidays were. Steve, how how was your holiday? My holiday was fantastic. Uh, I got some good time with my family over the Christmas break. I suppose went to my mom's house the day of, uh, hung out for a little bit, and uh, then I went over to my grandma's. 
watched her. Uh, she used to be a like a small time jazz singer when she Ooh. was younger, and she still has a pretty incredible voice. And uh, so she did a couple of numbers with uh, some people in her community, a bunch of you know elderly people <laughs> singing Christmas carols and such. But they they do it with such gusto that it's adorable. <laughs> um, so that was fun. And then uh, shortly thereafter, I traveled out to uh, Canada to go and be with my girlfriend. We were celebrating. A number of things. We were celebrating Christmas, uh, our one-year anniversary, New Year's, and my birthday, all in one shot. Uh, she surprised me by taking me to the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. Oh, it's cool! A better side. Yeah, it is a better side, and I'll tell you why. Because growing up, I've seen, I've heard Niagara Falls, and I've seen pictures, and the kids in the pictures always look bored. They're like, it's water and it's falling and you, you drag me all the way out here onto this, you know, this deck, this, you know, to, to just look at water falling and it's not very much fun. But if you go over to the Canadian side, the Canadian side has got this like, like faux Hollywood kind of circus thing going on about it, that it, it has all these tourist trap places, but f- like fun tourist trap places. I wouldn't want to go there for any extended period of time. Like we went for a night, which I I felt was enough. Maybe you could do two, mm-hmm. but um, not only is it like mad expensive to do <laughs> anything there. Yeah. Um, we went to IHOP down in the hotel it was like sixteen ninety nine for a Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity. Get the wow. hell out of here! It was madness. Uh, even with like the vouchers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it was it was still crazy. But um, we went to this place called Captain Jack's, which was a uh, it is a big arcade kind of think of it like a like a smaller Dave and Buster's, but just the arcade portion. There's a bar upstairs, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, I played Rambo, the arcade game. Wow, it was awesome. It was phenomenal. And I played a game called, um, oh, the hell was it? Like Flash Finger or something like that, where you you put in your money and you have to trace a path through a, a maze on the screen. Every single time that I was getting to the end of the maze with only 0.4 seconds left, the game would cancel out and it would end. Mm. So you never could even beat the first level. And it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I did it like 11 times and never never managed to finish it. So... I'm calling shenanigans on that. <laughs> um, but beyond that, we we went back. We have a, we had an Evangelion marathon. We watched episodes one through twenty six. Um, I forgot how abysmal and awful the last two episodes are, and the reason why they ended up making the end of Evangelion to kind of make up for it because mm-hmm. the whole series is phenomenal. But then the last two episodes are just a, a information dump. And so many concepts, or actually just one, stretched out over two episodes, and it's awful. And I'm saying that about my favorite anime series of all time. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. So uh, we did that. We partied with a couple people and basically just laid low, made some dinners at home, and uh, I got lots of nice presents, cool. including something I'll talk about later on tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of the best holidays that I've had in years. Awesome. I enjoyed myself. Very nice. And you, mix, you missed Boxing Day, though. Did I? Yeah. Well, he didn't no, celebrate was, Boxing Day? Well, he wasn't there the day after. Oh, no, no one has to celebrate that abysmal <laughs> really? Black Friday post shenanigans. It's a zoo. You just got a buttload of presents. Oh, my God. I'm so grateful for all these things I just bought. Things are on sale. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> At least Black Friday makes sense. You're buying the Christmas presents for gotcha. people. Gotcha. Ours okay. is just like a holiday of greed. <laughs> <laughs> so now considering how lovely Canada is and all the people are, it's the one day that gets you to that point? Everything comes out badly on Boxing Day? I used to... I used to go out for it all the time because I was like, yay, sales! <laughs> and then I was like, no, there is nothing, not a goddamn thing that I want on this earth that is worth dealing with all of these people this early in the morning. <laughs> Mm-mm. I stand corrected. So, there's that. <laughs> there's that. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, uh, my health day was great. You know, uh, Christmas was pretty much the same Christmas I always have. I you know, went to my uh, cousin's house for Christmas Eve, uh, and then I w- went to my parents on Christmas Day and just uh, stayed there all day um, in her pajamas, watching movies and nice. uh, playing games. I got my I got my sister uh, Cards Against Humanity for Christmas. Oh, awesome. no. Uh, and my sister is a, a special person. Uh, <laughs> it's tough to explain my sister. Uh, she's hilarious. Uh, and has one of the foulest mouths you'll ever meet of anyone. She's a pistol. Ever. Yes. She's in the form a of a minigun. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, she's like this five foot, uh, you know, little nothing girl who says the craziest things you'll ever hear in your entire life. Uh, so Cards Against Humanity is basically a game made for her personality. And we played it. Me, my sister, uh, my mom, and my dad played Cards Against Humanity. Uh, a couple of times I couldn't breathe because I was laughing so hard at the, some of the stuff uh, that um, was was uh, offered up. People don't know what Cards Against Humanity is. Um, if you've ever played Apples to Apples, it's like dirty Apples to Apples. If you don't know what yeah. Apples to Apples is, it's a game basically where um, there's one card which basically kind of asks you a question like, uh, what did you have for dinner tonight? And then in Apples to Apples, it's like, oh, you just put in a card what you think is a good answer. And then the person who reads the cards picks the winner. In Cards Against Humanity, you know, it's like, you know, what this, I'll give you an example of, of one of the cards that was read out. Um, it was, what did Vin Diesel have for dinner last night? And my mom's card read, Tony Morrison's vagina. Nice. <laughs> nice. Your mom, no My less. mom put that in. I couldn't breathe from laughing. And then uh, I, I, I told him before, you know, if there's a card you don't know, you can, you can just um, put it back. You don't know what the word is, but that's what we do. And, and my sister's like, I don't know what this card means. And she throws it down. And it was Bukaki. <laughs> oh, this is why you had to explain it to yes. your family? And my mom's like, what does this mean? What, and my dad's like, what does this mean? And I'm like, I cannot say what no. Bukaki means to my parents. It does not work that way. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up online. <laughs> Look it up online. But with safe search on, please. Because <laughs> you do not want to see the videos that are coming out there. But uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a very good Christmas morning. And then... Um, uh, New Year's was fun too. We just spent our uh, friend Jackie and Jay's at a little party, a small, you know, a little, little gathering. They're actually in England, and they came back New Year's Eve, uh, and we kind of had the party waiting for them, which is what they wanted. So that's what we did. Cool. Uh, it was it was a good time, and uh, my birthday was like three days ago, so that was fun. We had a we had a video game tournament. Uh, we played nice. Injustice: Gods Among Us <laughs> and Mario Kart, and that was a lot of fun as well. It was a good time. It was a very good time. Bob even played video games. What? Yeah, didn't do very this. well. Yeah, got, got crushed by. Son of a bitch. Who did you get by? My dad the first time? No. no. Jay? No. Who did you play first? Jackie? Yeah, she had Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I right. just I didn't know how to play the game very well, so I thought I'm yeah. not going to be able to control ray beams and weapons. So I just took Doomsday, <laughs> figuring I could just pound her into submission. <laughs> not the case. She 
crushed me. Wait, I was hanging in a while. You did. You did fine. No, you did okay. Yeah, you did not do badly. It was a good time, though. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. And uh, Karen, my fiance, she moved in nice. o- on New Year's Day. So, yeah. It was, and you rearranged the quote-unquote talking comics studio. It's true. The whole, whole apartment got rearranged. Uh, I think it's better. It feels more open. I like it. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. it looks really good. It's bigger. It's closer to the TV, too. So I'm playing video games. It's closer to my face. Nice. <laughs> Hadn't thought of that. Which is Total good. submergence. Which is good. I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed 4. Ah. Which is a lot of fun. Pirates! <laughs> yes, I pirates. am. I have 88% total sync. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're, I only got like 30% right now. I've cleaned the map. I've got every <laughs> single mark on that map. It took some doing, but I it was bet. fun. And I had sea chanties in my head oh, yeah. for See, days. Those are awesome. Those oh, are the best. Oh, oh, is this a pirate game this time? Yeah, it's yeah. a pirate game this time. Uh-huh. You get to do like pirate stuff. And I don't know. I started playing it. And for me, I just like, I felt. In Havana, the guards were extra on alert. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got that right away. Like, I'd climb up on the roof building, and like three seconds into it, they're like, You get off! You get off! You, yep. ah! And then all of a sudden, there's like a chase, and they changed the way the chases work. So, like, for the next 15 minutes, I'm trying to escape and going into like hay bales, and they're like, Nah, we found you! Like, this is bullshit! This is bullshit! Bullshit! This game is bullshit! The, real, the, the best way to escape any sort of chase is to jump into the water. Because if, yes. if you swim out of the ocean, they won't swim. No, but now oh. they swim. I stand, I stand my ground. I carve because them up. they swim. I tried that shit. Oh, I know. I've never had somebody swim after me, but... Yeah. I've had, like, a couple of them swim after me now. <laughs> it's seriously ridiculous. Why aren't you throwing sharks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like this one a lot better than the other Have ones. either of you found yeah. a white whale? Or not found it, but have you been able to, to harpoon it? No. No. I, haven't no. much, I haven't done much harpooning. Because I've seen, I've seen them five times, but I wasn't logged into that Uplay crap. Mm-hmm. And now, and now that I am logged in, I can't find them for shit. <laughs> the, and it's the only thing that I'm missing. That's how they get you. Okay. The white whale, hump like a snow hill. Yeah, it's, okay. it's the white whale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's cool. No, the game is really cool. I think the ship combat is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I do find sometimes, like, when I have to go from one end of the map to the other in the ship, sometimes it gets a little, little bit uh, monotonous. Uh, as long as if you, once you have fast travel unlocked in places it's much easier yeah. but those first times you're going to locations sometimes it's like a, a big pain in the ass but I, the sailing's my favorite part oh, I love it but it just sometimes like I feel like I'm always doing it and I, uh, but no I love it I, it's my favorite one since 2 mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I'm having a great time and the sea shanties are awesome you have to yeah. like you, ca- love- you catch music like these, these musical like what are your favorites, favorites? I, I love the what would you do with a drunken sailor I that love, one's my favorite yeah, yeah. and I love um was it uh, J- uh lever johnny lever yeah i like that one too <laughs> it's great um really i steph how was your your holiday yeah it was good i mean i didn't do too much because i just moved into the apartment um like i don't know if you follow me on twitter but i've been living with my grandma for almost two years i definitely follow you on twitter <laughs> well you i meant like them other you i know i'm razzing you it's been a couple weeks all right well um so <laughs> you scam finally got a place of my own and uh, I was going to move out on the first, but I got detained at the border and stuff. Mm. And um, so I moved out and I didn't really have a lot of time to kind of get anything ready for Christmas. Um, so I mostly just did my own things. Honestly, like the best gift ever to myself was just being able to unpack my boxes that have been in storage for mm. all this time. Oh, yeah, I bet. And, you know, like finding things like all my figures and just my books. And I'm like, so much happier already just having my things out even though it's not even done being unpacked um and i was unpacking this one box and i was like i have a christmas tree 
<laughs> so then I put that up. Um, and I didn't feel quite so, you know, like, unfestive. But, like, tons of people sent me Christmas cards. And I have a mantle, so I decorated all my mantle place. And um, I had a fella come stay with me for a week. And we just kind of, like, hung out and played video games. Went downtown to the Silver Snail um, and, you know, did like my idea of an awesome adventure. Um, in onesies. Yeah. Yeah. What? And ran around, like I ran around in my Godzilla onesie and he ran around in my Batman onesie. <laughs> <laughs> and then like my friend Amy lives upstairs and she, we would go and hang out and she'd be like, are you guys both wearing onesies? And be like, heck yeah. And she's like, for fuck's sake, you two. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm like. So, you know, like you do. New Year's Eve was, um, it was good. We just had like a little party upstairs and um, it was mostly it. A friend of a friend brought a baby. So like as soon as the baby got there, like all the women's ovaries like exploded and they were like, baby! (laughs) And like no one talked about anything else for the rest of the night except for, where's my wine or you know whatever and then like five seconds later like can i hold the baby i'm like i feel like maybe we shouldn't have wine and baby holding yeah good plan i feel like i also shouldn't be the one to point this out because all of you met me but you know whatevs so that's how that went down nice i heard that they bounce yeah (laughs) we'll throw them up they'll land on the mantle place bumbles bounce what bounces what bounces Bumbles. Bumbles? Yeah, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What? The Abominable Snowman. No, I know. I don't remember what Bumbles are, though. Bumbles the Abominable Snowman. Oh, that's his oh, name. We're, oh, we're not on a yeah. first-name basis. You know, yeah, we're just, he's just the Abominable Snowman to me. Yeah, his name's Bumble, and that's why Yukon Cornelius is like, What do Bumbles do? Bumbles bounce! <laughs> <laughs> All right. (laughs) Extra holiday cheer. I think this should be the next Christmas episode. Instead of doing a a comic, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Bumble's bounce. (laughs) I'm gonna really be down for that. Totally shotgun Yukon Cornelius. Though you got it. Um, (laughs) You've got him. So, uh, oh, and I got enough Amazon gift cards to get a PS4. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. That's awesome. That's like for my Christmas, for Christmas, my birthday. I'm just happy I have a bed to sleep on. Well, good for you. I'm happy I'm getting a PS4 and I got a bed to sleep on. Yeah. Whatever, oh, Bobby. Yeah. Check that one off. Bobby one to nothing. Um, <laughs> Out of here. Uh, uh, oh, Bobby, did you do your usual thing on Christmas? Did you go to... Every, considering I'm alone and everything else, I went to like six different houses in little bits and pieces and picked up some real nice swag of all sorts. But from you guys... Loads of great comics stuff. You have the Sandman Prelude. I did. Just got a thrilling adventure hour from Archaea from (laughs) Steve. Yes, indeed. And Stephanie sent me this lovely Katie Cook She-Hulk drawing. Ah, yes. Which is going to get a frame tomorrow. Very good. I I loved your Christmas card, Stephanie, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Meowy Christmas. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was a a good haul, I think, all around for everybody. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. This Christmas, I got the awesome, this all aw- that awesome Hellboy uh, Library Edition Volume One for my nice. sister. 
So nice. I'm excited to, to crack into that. Um, yeah, and Karen picked you up that great Marvel encyclopedia. Oh, yeah. It's, Karen uh, got me the Marvel encyclopedia, which is like huge. It's amazing. Look at the size of this thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys oh, can't I see have it. That, I have that in my house. Yeah, it's giant. It's awesome. And she yeah, the it's DC, really cool. The DC one as well. Uh, one of my friends, the guy I work with actually got me the Hyrule Historia as well, which is which is pretty cool. Sweet. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad everybody had a great holiday. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about some books. I know that we... We haven't been here for a while, and very few books have actually come out in the, in the last couple of weeks. So if you guys have stuff you want to talk about, let, let's talk about it now. Bob, do you have anything you wanted to mention? Sure. Real real quickly, the latest trade paperback for Empowered came out, number eight. Mm-hmm. And picking up on the threads we had from Seven and the Ninjet special we had before, it is really incredible. J- just briefly, because I have tons of notes on this, though. What great characterization there is in this book where it seems like there's nothing going on but cheesecake. But quite honestly, the depth of emotion here, there's sadness and grief and real human love and everything else in this crazy, screwy book. I have to give my props to Adam Warren for coming up with something that I initially passed by. I was at Icon a couple of years ago, and I was just I had it in my hand, and this woman I had, whose name I... Ne- nothing eludes me. Her name eludes me. I still can't figure it out. She, wrote, she was on a panel and was running some real, real indie book, which is why I can't mm-hmm. remember that either. Yeah. And so, no, it's it's not as bad as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And it has a little, you know, for grown-up sticker. Just try this book. And mm-hmm. she was completely right. So wherever you are out there, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, second, I picked up issue one f- from Dynamite of Legendary, a steampunk adventure. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Aha, see, I surprised you there, right? <laughs> I'm that uh, carry on. Okay. It is <laughs> What Bill, are your thoughts? <laughs> it is Bill Willingham and I want I want <laughs> Who's that we, guy? I don't know. We have heard of him somewhere Some around no the, and Sergio Davia. Am I doing that right, Steph? Oh, I have is no it clue. Davila yeah, or yeah, Davia. how to pronounce okay. the name. Cuz there's only well, one L, so I think like it's Davila. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it should have a tilde or something. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. is it's it's another one of these dynamite licensed character books? But in this case, set in the steampunk world, so there are zeppelins and radio and television, and yet everyone's doing all sorts of weird things and gas masks mm. and swords and the whole mess of it. It's the Green Hornet, Vampirella, Red Sonia, and Cato. <laughs> uh, Vampirella owns a club, the Scarlet Club, and she's Madame Pendragon, and there's all sorts of, there's an attack on her club, and she rips the bejesus out of these guys. <laughs> Quite literally tears them limb from limb, and the police show up and... Oh, what happened? I don't know. They got shot. Well, why are they all their arms off? It's hysterically funny. It is very violent. Don't think this is one of those 30s books the way Masks was. This goes a little out there. The language here is incredible. Bill must have spent hours and very late nights over cocktails coming up with the odd turns of phrase that make this work. I am very impressed. The, The art is good. The story is great. Stephanie, is this an ongoing, a mini, or what do we have going on here? It's um, a mini, so it's seven issues, and I don't know what the and was, seven issues. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'll, I'll throw in here, and you might like this term too, Bob, but I think Bill keeps on coining it, trying to refer to it as steampulp instead of steampunk. I so, like that very much. Yeah, he. I think he likes that term a bit better, and he's kind of just, like in all of the interviews I know he's been yeah. doing, it's like... Well, it's not really steampump or steampunk, <laughs> steampulp. And I figured that was probably a term that was, you know, more 
appropriate for the comic and made more sense for the series, especially mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. read it yourself. I think you can. Yes, it w- that would be very nice to have under the opening yeah. title there. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I was I was very impressed. I really enjoyed it, and I probably will even buy the second issue. Even then, I'll probably wait for a trade. Mm-hmm. Because I can't wait for the extra artwork that's going to be there that otherwise you don't ever get anymore. Right. Absolutely. So that was a goodie. Um, quickly, Avengers Assemble 22. Uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick and Warren Ellis this time around. Yeah. And Matteo Buffani. <laughs> I definitely did that right. It's the spider group. It's Black Widow, Spider Woman, and Anya, Spider Girl, chasing after her high school math teacher or whatever who's been taken away by... The bad guys. I just don't want to say too much about the bad guy, but here it's, it's June Covington, Toxie Doxie from back in the Osborne days, as well as in Dark Avengers, where she was pretending to be the Scarlet Witch and so on and so forth. Hysterically funny, there's this wonderful moment where they're, they've been captured by the bad guy, and Spider-Girl is mouthing off to the Black Widow. <laughs> Did you just call the Black Widow a princess? Yep, I remember that. I do love you, says Spider-Woman. Uh, just loads of fun, and keep going on that one. Rocket Girl number three is my actual book of the week. I don't have words to say how great this series has been. The art is just stunning in its depth, in the characterizations, and in the emotions of it. Here we get to see some of the story starting to come out as what Quintum Mechanics is doing, and there's a lot of backbiting. There's a lot of weird stuff going on as to what everyone's plan of action is. What we are seeing with DeYoung here is obviously... She is willing to sacrifice an entire world that she came from to make things right. And isn't that what heroism is about? So for anyone who has not stopped to pick up Rocket Girl yet, do yourself a big favor and go grab this one. This is just sensational. So, Bob, how did it feel? It's your first uh, book of the week of the new year. How did that feel? That felt very good. Felt good? Get, a little, get the, the rust out a little bit. You got to yeah. get back <laughs> into the talking, talking about books. Break out the oil can. Exactly. Uh, Steve, what do you got for us? Uh, well, let's see. We had a couple weeks off, so I, like a a good little comic book reading co-host boy person thing, I, that was a mess. Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, no. Uh, it was good? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Are you going to talk about books from that list? No. Save it, save it for later. No, I'm not. Save it for later. No, I'm not. I'm not going to yeah, do that at all. That's what I was going to do too, but I'm going to save it for later. All right, I'll skip ahead then. Yeah. Um, in my travels over the holidays, I uh, managed to find a book that Stephanie actually talked about a couple weeks ago called Strange Tales. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I did talk about that. You You did did talk about it. Uh, And for good reason. It is awesome. It's quite good. For for people that don't know, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's Marvel characters placed in bizarre situations and and weird comics and stuff like that and just trying to make it as, as ridiculous as possible, such as uh, a watcher whose job it is to uh, watch She-Hulk every time she's in the shower. I thought it was quite entertaining. Uh, I read the one where Lockjaw is trying to get fed, and he's, he's save, repeatedly saving the day, and all he wants to do is eat. Yeah, it's like one of the first ones, right? Yeah, it's so... It's really, really out there, but it's a lot of fun. There's one where uh, She-Hulk <laughs> is is pushed into a um, like a planned marriage kind of situation um, in like a fairy tale setting and she obviously loses her cool on her wedding day to uh some some funny funny antics going on after that there's uh a long time ago i talked about a book called super fuckers 
Everybody remembers remember, that because yeah. we had to say the word superfuckers yeah, yeah. several times. Wasn't that the weird book? Yeah, that was the really, really weird book about the really yeah. weird superheroes that were just rude beyond all reason. Uh, the guy that had created that series is also a part of this book where he does this these strange Hulk comics where all these different colored Hulks, they're blue and they're white and they're red, and they're all coming to beat up the green Hulk. And he ends up sneezing blood onto one of their faces. And instead of fighting him, they're satisfied with that because now they can take the DNA from the blood and go back home to the lab and make a bigger Hulk to smash him into pieces. It's just a really, really bizarre collection. Uh, the one with the Punisher basically I was holding just about to ask you about that one. Yeah. Um, this kid is, he's a, you know, slacker mouths off to his dad. His dad's like, Oh, you know, just mow the lawn. He's like, fuck you, dad. I got better things to do. I'm going to go play video games. So the Punisher decide, uh, the father decides to employ the Punisher to teach his kid a, a lesson and, you know, stay in school and stay off drugs and all of that. And instead the Punisher takes it upon himself to make it his mission to hold a gun to this kid's head throughout his entire schooling career <laughs> And he winds up graduating from college with like six different degrees, all in masters and and whatnot. And um, it's just a very, very, like I said, a very strange collection. Lots of fun stuff. Um, If you love Marvel and you are kind of in the mood for something bizarre and um, along the lines of like, think of it like a a bunch of what ifs Mm -hmm. crammed into one collection. I believe there's actually two volumes of this. There are. There, yeah, yeah. I have the one with the Hulk on the cover. There's also a lot of artwork that looks like it might have been out of Mad Magazine. Mm-hmm. That maybe like some of the contributors to that. I can't. It's been so many years. I can't remember their names. The only one I can remember is Jaffe. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Jaffe, the Mad yeah. Folden. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to work for Marvel in the '40s. Yeah. Iron Man fights Baloney Head. <laughs> well, I see. I'd pay to see that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man fights Baloney Head. I, it's just. It's it's whacked. It's it's mm. really 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 whacked. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm still reading it. You can read it in bits and pieces. You could pick it up and you know read one or read two and then put it down and come back to it. So I'm gonna you know spread it out a little bit. Spread out the fun. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. But my actually I have notes. Yeah, it's a new new year, a new plan. Yeah. So um, one of my gifts for the holidays uh that my my girlfriend had got me was the ecstatics omnibus uh ecstatics i'll I'll get into that in a second i've never owned a marvel omnibus before Mm -hmm. i never held one before this thing is i call it the beast (laughs) it's big yeah it's big you could definitely kill somebody with this thing (laughs) no problem whatsoever um it's about the size of a phone book and it's it's hardcover so when you're reading it you got all those pages leaning on your wrist. It's a very. It's like you got to brace it up against the arm of a couch or a chair in order to get it done. But uh, oh my god, is this book amazing? It's actually. I'm going to read off really quick just what it's comprised of in case anybody wants to go and check it out. Um, I actually managed to. We found this for thirty seven dollars inside wow. of Heroes London. It retails for about one hundred and twenty five bucks. Um, they had like five of them. Mm. So I mean, it's awesome. It's got. Uh, collections from X-Force, Brotherhood, Ecstatic, uh, Wolverine and Dupe, uh, A Hard Day's Fight from X-Men Unlimited, uh, Ecstatic Presents Dead Girl, How How Love Works from I Heart Marvel, and uh, Dupetopia from Nation <laughs> X. So uh, for those of you that don't know what this is or, or, or what Ecstatic is, 
it started off as they were originally called X-Force. Mm-hmm. They were part of uh, Peter Milligan and Michael Allred's X-Force. Now, I took a couple of notes because I'm going to I'm going to read you off the names of the team members and what their functions are. Um, it's pretty much like a like, think of it as a reality TV show uh, meets like ca- a cartoon violent suicide squad mm-hmm. is what it is. Uh, the team members are as follows. You have Mr. Sensitive, who also calls himself the uh, who later calls himself the orphan. His superpowers, Xavier, uh, Charles Xavier made him a suit because he's got all of these he has antennae feelers that are like ultra pumped up so that he can feel people's emotions he can sense things coming he's just every the weight of the world is literally attacking him at all times Aww. uh yeah it's actually it's it's pretty tragic when you think about it. i mean think about in your everyday life, like just how much you feel about certain things. Imagine if that was magnified with superpowers. There are some feelings that would be a welcome thing, but then there are others that would really suck. So he, uh, he's got this background where he's, he's done all these different health practices to try and diminish this onslaught of feelings that he gets from anyone he encounters. And the only person uh, that was ever able to help him was Professor Xavier by making him the suit. And so now he feels indebted to him and wants to use his superpowers to do heroic things and to help the, you know, help the mutant cause, so to speak. Uh, so he's the leader. Then you have, you go girl who has limited teleportation, uh, teleportation, limited teleportation abilities and a harsh drug habit. <laughs> so there's that you have the anarchist who actually uses his sweat to emit photonic or plasmic waves of deadly energy. So he shoots like radioactive beams from his perspiration. Sweat. Yeah. Uh, you have Miles, who's like a like a bookish, possibly a homosexual werewolf who can change at will. And he loves to slash people up. It's quite entertaining. There's another like thugged out uh, white guy capable of changing the mass of his body and growing really, really fat at times, <laughs> uh, basically like blobbing over people and suffocating them or crushing them with his weight. His name is Fat, P-H-A-T. <laughs> uh, and then you have Dead Girl, who's quite possibly my favorite. She's obviously dead, but she's able to, when she fights, her body can come apart at the limbs so she can rip off her own arm and throw it, you know, at somebody's neck to choke them out. (laughs) She can, you know, bite somebody's neck and then pull the torso away and that'll rip off and she can kick some guy in the nuts. And it's just hysterical. Um, The first introductory issue is them basically being sent on a suicide mission to go and rescue a boy band called Boys R Us. And it it's in sync, mm-hmm. the like the, the way that they're drawn. It's like Joey Fatone and mm-hmm. and uh, Timberlake, and like Lance Bass, like a conglomeration mm-hmm. of all those things. It's hysterical. Um, but more to the point of what it's about is it's quite interesting because think of it as like those MTV shows or the VH1 shows with all the celebrities living in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dupes function. He's also a part of the team. So far, I mean, I'm, I've read a good like twenty something issues of of this collection, and he's just there to observe and to record all of the antics. He's constantly traveling around with a camera uh, on top of his head, in his hand, wherever, and he's recording all of this stuff. They have franchises that are based on the X Force. They have cafes, kind of like the Hard Rock cafes, and they live these like semi rock star 
lifestyles, but are in the constant eye of like tabloids and newspapers and their actions being misconstrued. And all they want to do is do, they want to do good. And uh, the public eye makes that very difficult for them at the time. But where the story really takes off is a decision made by uh, team leader, the orphan, who is essentially set, sent in by a pharmaceutical company to retrieve a boy and bring him back to them. And then upon retrieving the kid or rescuing the kid, he comes to find out from one of the bad guys that they're actually going to dissect the kid and use his body and his DNA that apparently his mutant power is that he's able to, to cure cancer. But the orphan decides that one life is not, you know, killing the life of a child is not worth healing, you know, however yeah. much of the world. Uh, so the pharmaceutical company or just the company that looks after their their show and their merchandise and all their stuff, uh, they pull the plug on them and are constantly throwing things their way to put them out of commission. Characters die left and right. Main characters, side characters, you get attached to people that you don't even necessarily like. And they're like, you don't, you just, you don't care whether they're there. And then all of a sudden, once they're threatened, I actually was like bothered by anyone leaving the team mm-hmm. so far into the book. I was used to everybody dying in the beginning. And then once they kind of had a couple of mainstays, once it was their time to exit, I was really like, I was upset. I was reading it on the plane. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hoping the person next to me wasn't staring at me. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys can get your hands on it, I mean, you don't have to get the whole collection. Uh, once again, it's the Ecstatics Omnibus, and it's primarily uh, from Peter Milligan and Mike Allred. It's also got uh, art by Nick Dragata and uh, Darwin Cook as well. But uh, if you want to check out the stuff that I specifically talked about just now, it's X-Force. Uh, I will tell you the numbers. Sorry. Uh, X-Force numbers 116 to 129 is the Peter Milligan with Michael Allred and Darwin Cook. Uh, and Duncan uh, for Gerardo. There you go. And uh, Laura Allred is the colorist. Mm. So As she would be. It's bizarre. It's fun. And I was really in the mood for after catching up with a bunch of stuff like that's kind of like not mainstream, but just, you know, is, is has been the focus of our attention mm-hmm. for the last couple of weeks. It was really cool to read something completely out of that circle. And uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And I can't wait to finish it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Stephanie, what about you? Um, well, I focused mostly on catching up on mm-hmm. things for you know, our best of list. But one thing that I did read um, is something that I picked up at the beginning of the year. Well, I read, I'll, I'll come back to this in two seconds. I read Coffin Hill too. I got caught up on that. And that series is bitching. It really is. I like it a lot. I like it. Me likes a lot. And I want more. And sometimes when I read comics, like, you know, before a full arc is out, I'm like, gah. Why don't I just wait? Because I really want to know what's going to happen, and now I have to wait, like everyone else. That's true. Harumph. Just a normal person. I know. Like a peasant. (laughs) 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 All right, we're not all peasants. I'm just being, you know, dramatic in case. No. You? You you wouldn't have figured that out. (laughs) All right. So, I'm only going to talk about one thing. And it's a book I picked up at Angulim at the beginning of the year. 
And um, it's called um, The Smell of Chlorine. And it's by Bastian Vides. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, that's what it translates to. I'm not going to attempt to read things in French. Oh, on please, a please do. Please do. Le goût de chlore. <laughs> Lovely. But the whole book is in French. And, um, like, I can, I can read a little bit of French. I, but the point is, is it's a really beautiful book. And, um, you know, you, it, the images do such a good job of telling the story that you don't need to know. Like, you, you can pick up what's happening. Like, it's mostly still just told with the images. And basically, the whole story is a guy that goes to the pool every day. And, um, you know, he does his work out there. He swims. He does laps. And he meets a girl who does the same thing. And he starts coordinating his time because he knows she'll be there. And he he basically just really wants to see her and to swim with her and to talk with her. Um, and it's this beautiful love story that all takes place at the pool. Um, and if you're intimidated by the idea of a French book, <laughs> at the time that I bought this, they didn't have English editions available. But then, of course, they released English editions once I got home. <laughs> <laughs> so it is actually available in English as well. But it's a really beautiful story um, that's just simple and he does the artist um i mean there's only one name credited here so bastion vives and again it's called this did we lose her i think we might have lost her oh no stephanie <laughs> it sounded like she was pooping out it did yeah well it's called you guys are in <laughs> suspense <laughs> no idea what it is called yeah it's starting to connect again Trying to connect again. Um, all right. Well, uh, we'll try to get 70 back uh, on the line here. Hold on a second. I just hung up on it, obviously. <laughs> no, that was the pool. Um, let's see. Someone doing laps. Um, hold on a second. Here. I'm going to quit out of Skype. This is very interesting radio. Well, well uh, blah, 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 blah. So I played uh, Super Mario Brothers 3D World. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? No, I can talk while, while, we're, while I'm trying to figure this out. This isn't, this isn't a hard thing to figure out here. Just I think the connection got a little interrupted there. Um, so, all right, we're back on Skype. There we go. This should work now. Oh, I get this little like weird. This weird like um, thing. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Magic. Here we go. Come on. The magic of radio. <laughs> Weird. All right, so um, hopefully she's not she has her out, but we'll we'll keep, let it keep rolling, and then once she gets back, she gets back. Uh, so for uh, for me, um, uh, this is going a couple weeks, so my I'm, my details are gonna be a little fuzzy on a couple of these books because mm-hmm. I read them the week actually that we that I think we recorded last time, and it's mm-hmm. been obviously like three weeks since then. But uh, so the forever evil the person like, whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. Well, there you Please go. Please leave a message after the beep. <laughs> Stephanie, it's the podcast. Where are you? <laughs> we lost you. Call us back. Goodbye. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, the the forever evil suite of books here. Um, the main book, which uh, the last time we left off with that, uh, and this is 
I mean, I don't want to get too spoilery about it, but one of the Justice League had returned, and mm. we get a little more of that here, as well as kind of this in, the Injustice League, I guess, which would be Lex Luthor and Black Adam and Captain Cold, who have kind of taken up the mantle of being good guys. Well, they uh, don't like the Earth the way it is. They don't like yeah. the way it is, so they've taken up the mantle of being good guys. Uh, kind of, they kind of intersect at, at some point, um, and. Uh, this uh, the the character who is back. Well, it's on the cover, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, Batman is still alive, and he has the the fail safe. Basically, you know, one of his fail safes to try to stop the real Justice League. You know, in case they went bad, he uses one of those uh, against um, the crime syndicate, and it doesn't go great for him. But we get the return at the end of this issue of a character who hasn't been around probably in like three or three or four months at this point. I, mm. I think. Um, a really, really big villain in the DC universe who's now gone, uh, who has been gone, returns at the end of, uh, of this Ooh. issue in, in a really entertaining way. Again, again, a really, really good issue of Forever Evil. Forever Evil has been really solid. Yeah. It really has. Yeah. Well, I wish it came out faster. That's my only gripe. I really <laughs> wish that it came out faster. Was there a little more Marvel in them? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, I, you know what it is? I'm being greedy because I am, I didn't know what to think of Forever Evil when, you know, all the hype was, was going on and I was, mm. I was kind of a little negative on it without having read it like right. a jerk. <laughs> and I've, if I've enjoyed every issue and I've enjoyed the majority of stuff that I've read in conjunction with the Forever Evil uh, event. Yeah. It's just been a really, really cool perspective that has been written very well by a handful of, of people writing for DC. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, what I've really liked about the uh, the tie-in books, like Justice League and Justice League of America... Oh, Stephanie's back. <laughs> You're back. Hi. Hi. Hey. I have no idea what happened. Your internet but, must, you know. must cut out, right? Pardon? Your internet cut out, right? Yeah. The internet. Like, but, like, I called... I went, or I didn't go upstairs. I texted my friend, and her internet upstairs is still working, so apparently it's just mine. Is that a little but, bit of a hiccup? Ooh. Yeah, like we have like a really bad windstorm right now, and I suspect we're about to get dumped on from all that Chicago snow. Oh, yeah. Yikes. So um, I'm thinking, and it's really miserable outside, so I'm thinking that's not good combinations for um, all that. No. See, when you had the polar bear and penguin internet, this didn't happen. <laughs> this one's actually, I think, better than, like, my last internet, but it's not, like, I don't have a modem down here. Like, I'm sharing with my friends upstairs because they have a really good internet. Oh, I do that. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if I did that at the, with, like, my old internet, if I shared, like, they're watching Netflix. And if I did that with my old internet, this just straight up wouldn't happen. Right. You know, like, I wouldn't be able to do Netflix and this, but, like, they have a much better internet and I can do it. And she said their internet's working, but... Well, you know, you sound good now. Yeah, yeah. I think it probably just cut out for a minute because, like, I'm in a part of the house that doesn't have, um, like, uh, it's just, like, my ceiling, there's nothing above it. Like, there's no whatever. So I just feel like maybe the weather is being a factor somehow see my factor is my neighbor sometimes doesn't pay their cable bill so <laughs> i'll pull up the internet and all of a sudden it's the message from cable vision yeah you have not paid your bill <laughs> you, you should go to some other website and you're still leeching off their internet i can that's awesome <laughs> i i do have regular internet connection but that's in another part of the room and it's just it's more pleasant to 
perch the laptop on the edge of the couch and look out the window <laughs> and just sit and play. It's nice. And look at the birds and not look at the wall. So what can I tell you? <laughs> Glad you're back, though. Yeah, Stephanie, you, the only thing yeah. I cut off was you were going to re-say the name of the book and it cut off right when you were going to say it. Oh, well, God damn it! where did I... I just put it down, too. <laughs> was it A Smell of Chlorine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It sounds oh. like a French film. It sounds like it would be at, like, Cannes. Yeah, it's one of those new wave yeah. films yeah. in black would, and white with yeah. much smoking. Yeah. It would totally be... Like a despondent blonde girl on the movie poster. <laughs> I actually saw the, yeah. the English copy when she said the name. That's why my eyes lit up. I saw oh. it over the weekend. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. It looked really cool. I didn't get to pick it up, but it did look quite nice. To something very similar, to go back to something very similar to this very indie French book, uh, Justice League, um, <laughs> I Am Forever Evil. Uh, I've really been liking the Justice League and Justice League America, how they've been, Justice League America has been really cool because it's kind of showing you where the Justice League is, and it's very, very interesting. And Justice League is especially cool because Justice League has been doing kind of the origin stories of all of these crime syndicate people. So we've got in Owlman, we've got in um, Ultraman, and now in this issue we get Power Ring. Um, really cool you know it's really cool to see their backstories and see how they're they're similar but slightly different to the to the 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 regular origins of of those Mm. characters Um, I've also been really liking Forever Evil Rogues Rebellion which is kind of one of the mini series that are tied into it this is all about you know the the Flash Rogues and them you know kind of rebelling against the the crime syndicate it's been really it's been a lot of fun a lot of fun the Mirror Master has been a really really great character in it I keep laughing because every time you pick your books up, I could see that green arrow, uh, the, oh, the arrow, arrow on, the back. on the back. Abro. Abro. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, really quick too, the kind of the the Avengers twenty four point now. Yeah, I really the Rogue that. Planet. Uh, cool. It, you know, it's once again, it's like the start again of a Jonathan Hickman story. So mm. obviously, ninety nine percent of the information is not there, but I liked it, and I think it serves actually very well as a first issue to kind of this new arc uh, of the Avengers because it definitely feeds off of what came before it. But I think if you just picked this up and read it, you'd be like, oh, stuff happened before that they're kind of talking about, but there's all this new stuff that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you, you know, it, it again relies on time travel, which was a little bit weird because I thought we were kind of moving away from that a little bit at nah. this point. Um, at least immediately. Yeah. <laughs> considering what had just happened. But uh, it was a cool twist and I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was very good. Uh, and oh, finally, um, Aquaman number twenty six, which just came out last week, which is Jeff Parker's uh, first oh, issue of that... Aquaman. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you about yeah. how, how it came out. Um, it, it's Jeff Parker, and it still is art by uh, Paul Pelletier. But there's two artists. It's also Netho Diaz is the other the other penciler. Uh, it's good. You know, it's it's. A, I think it's a good start to to his run on the book, and I'm looking forward to what comes. It. It does kind of go. What I really liked about Jeff John's stuff was that it was uh, dealing with kind of character to character relationships a lot, and it had a kind of some political undertones. And most of the villains it dealt with were very much, you know, um, uh, were 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 interesting and layered. And I'm sure that Parker's going to get to those villains, but here it's basically Aquaman fighting a giant monster. Um, and that's kind of the least interesting thing to me in mm-hmm. most of these books. Like it was, with Superman, all those things, I, I, it's cool as kind of a little bit of a diversion. And I think that's almost what it is here, but it takes up a lot of the book. And so mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, um, thrilled by that. But, uh, the thing that, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm 
looking forward to what's coming. The only thing that I didn't like about the issue, the most the thing I didn't, I most didn't like about the issue was that the split penciling, the uh, Netho Diaz is good, but it just doesn't match up very well to the, the other art, the Paul Pelletier art. So hmm. it, it kind of got in my way a little bit. Stephanie, did you read this? Not yet. Okay. Uh, I haven't really left the house. <laughs> I've been hermiting. Ooh. Well, considering you buy all your books digitally, that doesn't really matter. Shh. <laughs> I'm behind, okay? All right. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Way to call me out. I did call you out. Uh, we also read, I also read Mystery Society, by the way. <gasps> Bob. Oh, my God. Bob bought it for Karen, and Karen <gasps> devoured it and loved it. And then I read yes, it right after did. her, and it, and it was it was great. It was really really great. Um, I also I bought I found the annual and bought it as well. I just haven't got a chance to read it yet. It's so good. Well, like <laughs> I like the actual series I think better, but the annual's fun and it's you know more mystery society. So I'm not complaining. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. I want it to come back. Um, and everyone, please discover this series, and I'll start a petition. There you go. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's it for the. the uh, actually, there's oh. one thing I'd like to mention because okay. if I didn't, if I mentioned it in the beginning, it would foul everything up. All right. I have a Comicsology account. Oh my goodness! What? 2014. Yeah. <laughs> See, the beginning uh, and the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carolyn Coca wanted me to read some of these Smallville books, and decided that the thing to do was to buy them for me as a digital gift, yeah. which took some doing because mm-hmm. me and yeah. comicology, and that didn't work. And so it's Smallville Season 11, issues 56 to 69. It's Brian Q. Miller, who did the Stephanie Brown yeah. Batgirl, and it's yeah, yeah. Clark and Lois and Diana. Yeah. And I will tell you that the Superman and Lois and Wonder Woman that are in this book mm. are the Superman... Lois and Wonder Woman that I love. This is just really, really well done. I highly recommend this. At one point, they're having problem, villain problems, heavy-duty villain problems. And going back and forth, and Diana is saying, well, maybe we have to amp up the violence level, kind of. we got to really take it to him, and you might even have to kill this guy. Clark, there's always another way. Ah, uh, uh, that's the stuff. Lots of stuff there, and so I am now a comicsology person. I haven't bought anything yet. How are you? How are you finding the interface? Do you like it? I prefer books. I do have to say, but yeah. it works quite easily, even with my pirated internet, <laughs> to just have the you hit the arrow and the page just moves. So what and is, there's a guided view or a native view. I haven't yeah. started investigating that. I know how to go panel to panel. Right. So, like, what is your what what compelled you to go and check it out finally? Well, I had to because she bought me a gift. Carol oh, bought okay. me a gift of books that the only way I could read them was to have a comicsology account. Ooh. There you go, everybody. If you want Bob on the internet, you need to bribe him. Yeah. <laughs> See, if you want me on these <laughs> forums, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make you an account. We're gonna set you up. Stephanie and I will we'll get to it. We'll get you a nice default photo, so you don't have to go with the uh, you don't like my blue thing, crooked G thing. <laughs> I, I was, it was oh no, a- I wait. What the crooked G thing? When Bob I don't comments, have an avatar. When Bob comments on the Talking Comics website, he doesn't have. Oh, uh, uh, he have a gravatar account. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to make him a gravatar account too. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear, Bob, yeah. that you enjoyed those books. Um, all right, right trickery. so trickery. <laughs> so. Uh, Let's let's read over one last time. We're gonna read over the uh, the last nominees here. Um, we'll read them all. We'll go by category by category. Um, and if there's anything you want to talk about uh, when we go through it, 
you know, talk about it. If there's something you want to make a case for, make a case for it. If there's something you read um, over the break and you want to just you know, talk about it because you, you liked it a lot, uh, this is the time to do that too. Again, like I said, if you want to, you know, kind of uh, campaign for a book, uh, stay positive. Don't go negative on the other books in the category in order to pump your book up. This is We did our deliberations. We did all that stuff. This is all about being positive and, uh, you know, about celebrating these books. All right, cool. So, all right, best publisher of the year. We have Boom Studios, we have DC, we have Dark Horse, Image, and Marvel. Um, I don't think anybody wants to postulate about any of those. I don't right think now. we need no, to. I don't I'm going to grow the mattresses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write in vote for EC from the 50s. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, from a Breakthrough Artist, we, ha- we nominated Philippe Andrade, Amy Reader, Rock Upchurch, Freddie E. Williams II, and Chip Zadarsky. Those are our nominees for Breakthrough Artist. Anybody want to chime in on any of those? How many fights do we get to have? There's, nothing, there's no fights. There's, okay, there's, well, how many discussions do we are, have each? Is this no, like a coach's challenge? This is like, you know, it's like... Fight, 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 fight. This is like <laughs> at the end of... We had, our, we had our trial. We had our deliberations. This is like the mm-hmm. closing arguments of a trial. You get to say your piece. Mm-hmm. And obviously it can be a conversation, but everything is here is here. So there's no... Um, there's no really debating to be had. This is kind of like, yeah. if you can make a passionate argument to maybe change. So I, I guess we should say, yeah. and if people listen last year, the way we vote for these things, um, we do a weighted voting system. So there are five nominees and we each assign them five, four, three, two, one, as far as points go. So the one we want to win the most gets five points, uh, so on down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way it's not just, if we, if we all voted for something that we could get four different you know sure. winners and sort of votes so that doesn't that doesn't solve anything this allows it kind of to kind of be an aggregate of what we all like the most you know if something gets a a, a five vote but also then gets all one votes at the end it's not going to win you know but if something gets all fours you know or a lot of fours and one five it's probably going to win or you know whatever mm-hmm. so um something something also could get you know could win with having all all fours and not Easily. be anybody's so, favorite, but it just it's aggregate everyone the yeah. people like the most. So you know these votes can this vote probably won't change anybody's five, to, you know, but it might <laughs> might change somebody's three and two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So th- th- this is what this part is for. Well, in a lot of ways, why I just mentioned how many challenges just to be sort of ridiculous. I think we have five such great nominees here mm-hmm. that it is almost impossible to select one over the other. So this is going to be. Who's second on everybody's list? Yeah. For me, my, my number one here is just Amy Reader. Mm-hmm. Same. Well, don't say uh, it yet. You're, you're, you're giving it away. What the? Oh, well, then oh. I'm not going to say anything. I, I sh- I'll yeah. shut up yeah. then. Yeah. No, but uh, seriously. Bob, trick me. Yeah. Spoilers, guys. Yeah, come yeah. on. Oh, Get the suspense going. Yeah, so yeah. But we'll just leave this yeah. one alone. You don't necessarily say, you don't necessarily say you it's your number one. You okay. don't know who your four is. You don't know who your four is. Number one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we don't have to rank them. But, yeah. I mean, Bob, if you want to say something about Amy Reader, again, this is a time to be passionate and be open about the the things you love here sure. you know? you're not fighting for them to be on the list anymore so it's not as cutthroat <laughs> yeah, it's right, just all happiness go. no in a way last year's Halloween Eve which was just absolutely gorgeous and we all love that and the work she did before Batwoman and lots of stuff with Madame Xanadu and so on and so forth the level of artistry on Rocket Girl mm. is so beyond what I expected going in and I had high expectations it is just absolutely 3D mm. the the Colors, the art, the the panel layouts is just a really stunning book. Mm. Yeah. So I'm really high on Rocket Girl. No, <laughs> no pun intended. 
or completely I'm a high on rocket girl man <laughs> it's so awesome she does everything man so good <laughs> I felt like breaking into a William Shatner rocket man but I, I decided not to anybody else want to make any um, any uh, closing arguments on breakthrough artists I feel like arguing for something is giving away my position well no no well, you, you know you, but the thing is like you don't have to say like this is my number one <laughs> but you can say like this is the thing I love and just because you say it's number one this may or may not be doesn't mean yeah. it's everybody else's number one you know right. but but if, yeah. but if you start saying it's number one and then he says it you know then if Bob says it and you say it then it takes it, it's suspense it out away. of the end of it right you know um, so I, I'll, I'll like I'll just say a quick thing for Rock Up Church because I think he does a really good job of creating such elaborate facial expressions for each of the characters in Rat Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, obviously, we're not doing motion comics, we're not watching movies, but there's something about the way he draws each expression that I can almost see the expression moving and flowing, mm-hmm. like, as it's happening, especially with, like, the uh, character Betty. You know, everything she does is, like, I can see it happening. It's mm-hmm. he, him and Curtis work so well together to bring the characters to life. And like, for me, it's really like they're moving. And, you know, Amy Reader is awesome. I'm not even going to try and debate against that. But, you know, uh, Rock Up Church's art on Rat Queens really took me by surprise and really helped make the series extra mm-hmm. special. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I will say this. I, looking at this list, four of these books are new series these people are nominated for. Yeah. Um, Amy Reader, Rock Up Church, Freddie Williams, and Chip Dazarski. They're, they're all new. And I think that um, even all of them have great writers on their books. Um, but I think the art is the first thing you notice. Like, I think, especially for me, with Sex Criminals and, you know, Sex Criminals, Rocket Girl, and Rat Queens, when I open those books up, I am just as excited to see the things that I'm going to see there as I am to mm-hmm. read what I'm going to read, you know? Um, and, you know, there might not be a book that I'm more excited about in the world right now than Sex Criminals. And I and it's because it's hilarious, but also just reading that book and seeing that book, it, it's, 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 what, it's probably what keeps it from um, being a book that I would wait for a trade for or, or that I buy every single month it comes out. Because I want that full experience, and that and those guys the, and these and and girl uh, on this list do that for me. You know, they, they make me want to go back and look at those books so badly that I don't want to wait two or three months or four months for a trade. I want to read it every single month when it comes out. So it's really, really impressive. I, I think. But it annoys me because I want to buy the trades too because there'll be extra yes, artwork. Of course, like, yeah, yeah. you're doing to me. But the, most of these are all image series, so the trade—I mean, not movement, obviously—but of those three, they're all image series, so they'll be really cheap. They'll be ten yeah. bucks, <laughs> ten ten dollar trades. So at least the first volume could get for relatively cheap. Um, yeah, uh, but I absolutely agree with you, Steph, on uh, on Rock Up Church. I, I think that it, it's pretty great, and it's such a well-worn. Um, milieu right fantasy is it's so well worn so to do something different with it it is really really impressive um because it's 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 not super realistic it's you know like something like uh the stuff on red sonia is you know it's just beautiful but that is that is what you expect to see when you when Mm -hmm. you open a fantasy book Mm -hmm. but it's not overly cartoony either you know it's not it 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 strikes a, a really interesting balance between the two and it brings a freshness to an arena that i think often in every medium lacks for freshness 
in in visual in the visual sense. So he is very impressive. I have a question. Yeah. Does Rock Upchurch do the colors as well? I don't. Yeah. He does. He does. I think so. I Ooh. that's what I wanted to know too. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm pretty sure he does because I was trying to look at um I'm trying to pull up the first volume of it here to see if it says anything. But there's no colorist listed and I feel like that's a big faux pas. Right. Yeah. So I mean, usually it's the case that if there's no colorist listed, it's the artist that's doing sure. it too. Yeah. Yeah. It um, should be if it's not listed. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as I can tell, that looks to be the case. Cool. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Um, Just move my list around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, breakthrough writer, we have Faith Aaron Hicks, Caitlin Kittridge, Alesh Cott, Charles Soule, and Joshua Williamson. Those are our breakthrough writers. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody have anything they want to say about any of these um, peeps? I just want to kind of talk a little bit about my like where I where I stand with the whole breakthrough writer mm-hmm. thing. Um, it kind of goes beyond the book for me. Like some of these, some of these awards go go a little bit beyond the book. That you're talking about the writer themselves, not just what. No, we're talking about their bodies of work. You got to go to the bodies of work because this is the mm. thing. This thing about these awards and the thing that I think as a site you have to be above, right? We're not doing like person of the year. We're doing writer of the year. We're doing breakthrough writer. So you have to you have to try to filter out um, all of those meta other world stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be able to just look at their work and be like, this person, I think, did the best work of all of these people. Hmm. That That's the way that you have to look at it because if you don't, there's just too many other factors. Like, then then you get into that, that gray area where, like, look, like, um, we love Kelly Sudeikonik, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean she's not also the best writer, but you can't vote for her as best writer because of this big following she has, right? That's That's because she's a good writer, but that's also kind of a, in its own separate thing, you know. If if you know if that was the case, like like someone like like uh, I forgot his name right now, but uh, what do they write? They you know they're an artist who Bob doesn't really like, Rob Liefeld. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then like someone like that who is a cult around him all the time. People love what he does, right? And people flock towards him. That you can, you gotta take that into account of him being best artist. You know you can't mm-hmm. you can't take those into account. You really have to focus down on just the work that they do. Yeah, because it makes it easier on you. I'm, I guarantee you, it makes it easier on you too. Because you, you don't. It's not. There's nothing personal involved in it at all. Yeah, you know. I mean, I just think in the. I mean, everyone. Obviously, we we we'll, we're going to say this until mm. we we beat the beat the dead horse. But everyone <laughs> on this list is, you know, fantastic in their own right. That's yeah. why they made the Absolutely, list. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but I, I gave a lot of you know a lot of thought, and one of the people that jumped out uh, on this list to me was Charles Soule. In, I mean, talk about quality of writing that he really came onto the scene and was given so many titles. And for not having been in, in comics very long, mm-hmm. to not only come out with creator owned stuff, but to be given characters that have been around for ages and to do a, you know, an excellent to, you know, decent job across all titles and still manage to have stuff in the pipeline. And create fun and you know original new series is quite quite impressive. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Absolutely you know right. everything that he was thrown, he did he he did very well. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean I I enjoyed a lot of his stuff this year. Yeah. And well, about, sorry, Stephanie, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm gonna chime in too. Um, so for me, I'm gonna throw 
my weight behind Faith Erin Hicks. Um, she's the only one on here that, in addition to doing all, like, you know, grown-up stuff, she also has all-ages material, too. She's the only well-rounded, really, I mean, that's not saying any of the others don't deserve it, mm. but she does, you know, stuff that's for all ages, for everyone, you know, for men, for women, for kids. Um, and, you know, The Adventures of Superhero Girl was one of my favorite comics of this year and possibly of all time. And then she did The Last of Us, and not only did she like co-write it, but she drew that as well. And I hate video game tie-ins or movie tie-ins for comics, for video games, like, you know, ha- like books and video games and whatever. Anyways, I hate tie-ins. <laughs> and she made me care about The Last of Us. You know, the game was great, but she gave us a glimpse at uh, Ellie's life before she got into, you know, the shit she got into if you played that game. And the art was beautiful, and the story was great, too. And they didn't, you know, shove a lot in your face and been like, oh, feel sorry for her. This is what happened. Blah, blah, blah. It was just, you know, a circumstance kind of thing. This is just her story. That's it. And I think she's phenomenal. And she's definitely somebody that, you know, is going to be big. I mean, I feel like she's already doing a great job of putting herself out there, but this is just the start of it. Mm-hmm. Well said. Breakthrough writer. All right. Um, Bob, do you want to read the next three categories? Sure. Going across. Left to right? Left to right. Well, you can do it either way you want, but well, I <laughs> don't usually read in Hebrew, but we'll go left to right. Yes. So, web digital comic. Mm-hmm. Our nominees are Adventures of Superhero Girl, Bandette, Injustice, JL8, and Nimona. Anyone want to chime in on something quickly or longly? As that case <laughs> I just want to, I want to talk quickly about, and it's something we mentioned when we were doing the, uh, the nominations before and how, you know, kind of uh, rewarding continued excellence. Uh, uh, and I reread probably the whole year of JLA this, this past uh, week. And I was kind of ready to, you know, I was still, I still liked it, but I was kind of ready to have it not as high on, on my list and then after rereading it, there are just moments in there that I think are just they they transcend kind of the the silly nature of what the book looks like. Mm-hmm. There are these kind of very deep personal moments between these characters that we all know very very well, but done in completely fresh ways and done in a lens that I think is both fantastic for um, you know. Readers who are, uh, you know, adults and readers who are, I think uh, kids can read it as well and they won't get the same layers, but there are in every single book and every single strip, if there's not something deep, there's like a, there's a great joke or a great gag. Some of them are just, you know, just a couple gags, but it, the art is gorgeous. Uh, the, the messages that are, that are put into it are, are fantastic and it's also really, really funny. And I think that there are other things in here that are very deserving. And this was actually one of the hardest categories for me to rank. Uh, because having after mm-hmm. reading read all of them, they're all great in in very different ways. Um, but for me, uh, I have read in jail late. It, part of it was rediscovering, and part of it was kind of like this great feeling of this thing is still great. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there are these little moments. There's a little moment that I just love. There's a moment where, uh, um, you, like uh, Diana is wearing her new bracelets, her new like gauntlets. She's walking around school and. 
the, their spitball starting at Shutter, so she blocks them. <laughs> and then you see who it is, and it's it's Booster Gold and the Blue Beetle. Nice. Uh, and he just says like, "Make bricks, Ted," and then like just jump <laughs> over the and it was just this great little hilarious moment that it's, you know they're not, they're not anywhere else in the in the strip, but it, it it's just really phenomenal. Uh, you know, week after week writing that it really impresses me and re impressed me again rereading it. So cool. yeah. Um, earlier this afternoon, I had the chance to check out Nimona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot remember Stephanie. Who is the the writer and artist of Nimona? Noelle Stevenson. There you go. Uh, yeah, I got to I got to read it from the beginning, uh, pretty much up to current. I think I might be a chapter or two behind, but it is wonderful. I just want to uh, put it out there for people that haven't checked it out yet that it's a just a hilarious comic about a. Uh, girl who's basically wants to be a secondary or a sidekick to the supervillain of her world. And she is incredibly enthusiastic about everything she does. And she does it with charm. She does it with humor. And the, it even takes like a couple of twists and turns that I, uh, that you don't expect. And the artwork is so much that it, the way it starts out that it's, in the in the first comic, it's quirky. It's a little bit like Kate Beaton in a way, and it's pretty. But as you move along, as they come out, and as you go through the chapters, you can see it's subtle, but it's happening. It's like a metamorphosis of talent that the art just gets better, and the shading gets better, the lighting gets better, the the lines get better. Um, the story takes you in directions you didn't expect it to go, and it. it leaves you with some really really like hardcore emotions uh throughout and it's free you can go and 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 check it out on your own i mean wherever it ends up in my list uh it's just a wonderful thing that i'm glad that stephanie brought it um to the podcast so that i would be aware of it to go and check it out so if you haven't definitely go and do that cool she's definitely making i mean this is just I love Nimona and Noelle Stevenson's art is just hilarious, but you should follow her on Tumblr. I don't know if she still does it, but she did this thing where um, somebody like I, I, for all of you who aren't familiar with Tumblr, there's like this ask box and you can basically send mail to uh, the owner of the account. Supposing they have this feature turned on and this has nothing to do with Nimona, but just bear with me for two seconds. <laughs> and you know, you said she, I think it was called the Pokemon project and they describe a Pokemon, like a real Pokemon from the series, because I don't think she played it. Hmm. Um, so they describe a Pokemon, and she tries to draw it based on the description, and then she posts what it actually looks like. Hmm. And it's seriously probably like I can spend hours just looking at all the pictures and laughing. Like I'll spend like five minutes on each image just like cackling. It's basically the best. <laughs> basically the best nice i'm gonna go check that out mm-hmm. so that's a thing okay now stephanie as our mistress of web comics do you have one you want to chime in for i have so many <laughs> like out of all of these here i honestly didn't get a chance to read injustice because i tried to get it and for some reason i had it on my ipad and it disappeared and i went to read it yesterday and it was gone <laughs> and so i tried I swear to God. Um, so four to five things here are things that I straight up love. Mm-hmm. 
like, I love Adventures of Superhero Girl, but then I reread Bandette today, oh. and now I'm just, oh my god, so good, <laughs> so good. I don't even know where to start. Um, Presto. Uh, yes. Yeah, Volume one. It's so. sitting in front of me. I thank you so much for recommending this because I love it too. Oh, uh, the backup stories in it too. Oh, it's filled with DVD extras in <laughs> essence, prose pieces as well as the stories of the urchins and the monsoor and all the rest. Oh my gosh. There's these beautiful, they're all still written by, for anyone who hasn't read Bandit, um, the volume one has these collected backup stories in it. And um, they're all still written by Paul Tobin, who is the author of the rest of the series. Um, but it's an anthology in the sense that, you know, a different artist illustrates these like two page stories. And um, there's one about, you know, some of Bandette's urchins, the three ballerinas. Well, that's, a, that's my favorite, I think. Right, me too. And the one about um, the the dog. What's the dog's name again? Oh, uh, Pimento. Pimento. Yeah. Pimento. Thank you. Oh my gosh, with Jennifer L. Meyer's art, but the ballerinas I thought was perfect. You know, they're just. It it was amazing. I loved the backup stories almost as much as I loved, you know, the rest of Bandette. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the insight into these characters, and it wasn't just. I love when they put additional art and stuff in the back of a book but when they go and make like i don't know 10 additional stories like this it's just such an extra treat for readers um i'm honestly really torn between bandette and adventures of superhero girl (laughs) like i don't know which one i love more so it's gonna be a tough vote for you in the break yeah um so well wonderful thing about bandette to me and uh, the word is used by Paul Cornell in his introduction to the piece, and something we don't hear enough of in comics, whatever, carefree. Mm -hmm. And this series is just absolutely that. It is just a joy to read. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can I also add one more thing in about Bandette that I thought was really nice about the collected book? Sure, yeah. Um, Additionally, in in addition to the stories, because I like the word addition. Additionally, additionally. uh, um, Paul Tobin actually includes scripts for the first, um, for one of the issues. So he walks you through his scripting process, and then following that, Colleen Coover actually walks you through her draw- drawing process and her Photoshop process, and she mm. teaches you how to do that and how to get that effect, mm-hmm. that kind of like sepia sort of mm-hmm. like old-timey French movie kind of look to the story. Yeah. Which I thought was so neat, because you never see stuff like that, or at least I don't. That's so, cool, yeah. I thought it was so cool that they added these little things as extra features, and that has nothing to do with the story. Mm. But if you're on the fence about buying um, the edition, was, was it Dark Horse or IDW it's that put it Dark out? Horse. Dark Horse. It is a gorgeous bound hardcover book, and it was I think fourteen ninety five. Yeah. Uh, you cannot like seriously if that's how much it is. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't picked up my hardcover of it. Fourteen ninety nine. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sixteen ninety nine in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, but Dark Horse also puts out The Adventures of Superhero Girl, which is additionally a really beautiful... It is. Yes. It's one of the reasons why they're nominated for Best Publisher. Exactly. Because they're great at We talked about this during the nomination, but I'm seriously torn. (laughs) Okay, well, deliberate while we move on to our next category, which is Best Cover. Mm -hmm. Afterlife with Archie Number 1, which is Francesco Francavilla, 
if I'm I'm am yes. right there. Okay. Yes, you're absolutely right. Doc Savage number one by Alex Ross. Ferris number seventeen, Adam Hughes. Correct, Stephanie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. Fearless Defenders number two, Mark Brooks, and Red Sonia number one, the Jenny Frison cover. Yes. Jenny Frison. Frison. <laughs> uh, well, we're doing all this French stuff. I just felt I had to throw <laughs> that in. Oh, baby. Oui, oui, maman. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone, we all have a pick here, and then we had a group pick. So is, who, anyone want to it's tough. elaborate? I mean, it's, we, we, I think we all know who each one of us likes uh, the yeah. most. I think that you all will be surprised by my all lowest right. pick. All right. Um, hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, like the one you get the least points to? Yes. Gotcha. Your, your bottom of the barrel? Yeah. All right. Um, I know I don't want to fight for any of them. I mean, I think we'll, that, that's the easiest one to do because we just look at the covers. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to bring them all up and I'm going to go, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Works very nicely. Yeah, yeah. So our next category, moving on, single issue, graphic novel, or one shot. Mm. Afterlife with Archie number one, Batman and Robin number 18, Captain Marvel number 17, Demeter or Demeter, Strange Attractors. It's a tough one. It's another really tough, really, really tough category. Hmm. Um, I mean, last piece about, you know, Batman and Robin, number 18. Uh, it's, to we, we came off this, this issue, which was spoiled before it came out, the Grant Morrison's issue of Damien dying. And then there was a lot of questions about how DC was going to handle the character's death throughout the rest of the universe. Um, chiefly among them was the Pete Tomasi, uh, Patrick Leeson, Batman Robin book, because that's the book that he was featured in. That was his place. Uh, a character who had become very, very well-loved in, in the DC Comics world, uh, and how they were going to say goodbye to him, and how uh, he was going to deal with, with that death. And I think I said during the deliberations, when that book was over, I felt pulverized by how sad it was mm. and how I felt the grief of this father, more than, you know, it's not Batman, this father grieving for his child. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a Batman book or, or a DC book, it could be anything. You know, then we move to the fact that, that it's completely silent. There's no dialogue in the book at all. And all of that emotion and all of that story is conveyed without any of those things, mm-hmm. with, that, with that second part that's mm-hmm. almost all, you know, it's in every comic book. And it's just amazing to me how, you know, there's obviously writing there. Pete Tomasi is obviously writing the stage directions there and and writing how the story is going to go. But that kind of subtle, completely silent, quiet writing just showcasing this gorgeous, gorgeous art. I, like, it's the book I remember the most. Every time I think about this stuff, that's the book I think of. I felt I remember feeling like almost privileged to to have read it. Yeah. When uh when I read it. Yeah. Uh, earlier uh, last year. Yeah. It really. I still remember the podcast when it came out of us, you know, going going on about it, and mm. it was definitely, definitely high on like one of the most impactful comics that I've read since we started this. Yeah, and all of that, like you said, all of that done without half of the equation. Mm. You know, yeah, and uh, some really, really powerful stuff. Yeah, absolutely, Stephanie. You have. I'm torn between a couple of things <laughs> again. Um, but I actually think at this point in time, after reading everything on here, that I think I'm going to throw my weight behind Captain Marvel 17 mm. here and say that this was unexpectedly wonderful. Mm. I mean, I liked the series. I wasn't caught up. I got caught up for the show. 
Um, and it took me by surprise how much I loved this issue. Um, Afterlife with Archie, again, was like something that made me love the characters that I hadn't been in touch with for a really long time. Much of like my childhood friends. <laughs> um, but Captain Marvel, there was just, it was special. It was really special. So I just want to say that thanks, Bob, for staying <laughs> on us all to read it. <laughs> I, uh, I think that uh, th- those the top the two we just mentioned are going to be the the top two. I think there's going to yeah. be there's going to be a very close the vote. Five, the five and four. Yeah, it's going to be a very <laughs> close vote yeah. at the end for those two. Yeah, for me, Captain Marvel seventeen managed a tremendous feat in that I thought fourteen when I read it was one of the greatest single issues of a comic book I ever read, mm. and seventeen was better. Yeah, <laughs> and I just don't know how you do that, but it was. There are a couple of moments in there that are just so amazing yeah. and so deep and very quiet at the same time. Very yeah. special. So yeah. Oof. Yeah. Those are, those are two very special books. Those two are very, very special and both ended with me crying. <laughs> yeah. It was one of, it was e- easily one of the hardest categories. Yeah. I, I sat with, you know, pen in hand looking over this list for quite some time, a couple of days in fact. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was hard to, yeah. to do that one. Um, all right, Steve, you want to do miniseries, new series, story arc? Sure. All right. Uh, our five nominations for miniseries of 2013 is BPRD, Vampire, Hellboy, Midnight Circus, Mara, Rocketeer and Spirit, Pulp Friction, and The Wake. Uh, new series nominations. Well, before we go on to that, oh, I'm sorry. let's see. Oh, did, anybody else, did anybody want to make a case for any of the, the minis? Yeah, sure. All right, Steph, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so I think I've talked about this a lot over the last, like, month now. But, you know, I love The Wake. But at this point in time, for me, I've kind of decided to toss it aside because it's not complete. It's not a miniseries. Like, a lot of all these all these other ones for me are complete. And the one that really stuck with me and continues to stick with me, and I keep on trying to get people to read it, thus why I'm talking about it again, <laughs> is Hellboy the Midnight Circus. And... This is a great way to get into the comic itself. You know, like, I've talked about it, that Hellboy and a lot of other comics have so many issues and volumes that come before it. And it's hard to find a place to see if these comics are for you. And Hellboy, The Midnight Circus was just such a great story that I think everyone can relate to. Um, Beautiful art, beautiful story, beautiful presentation if you pick up the hard copy again, from Dark Horse. Um, I can't say enough good things about this book. Please go check it out. Nice. That's all. Now, for me, going into all this, and even on my own lists, loved Rocketeer Spirit. Mm-hmm. I bought Mara for someone, after having read the first issue myself, bought it for someone as a gift, and absolutely fell in love with the miniseries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some great, great moments in there. It, it's all over the place. It's a war book. It's a sports book. It's horror. It's science fiction. Mm-hmm. But what is most is human, mm-hmm. and that is just what made that special for me. Yeah, no book surprised me more than Mara did in the places that it went yeah. in its narrative. Um, and it covered so much ground uh, in five issues, uh, six issues, I think it was, six mm-hmm. issues. I, and it, it, But it did it all. It earned every, every one of its, its payoffs, and it dealt in both giant stakes, you know, world ending stuff stakes and very very small stakes as well in equal measure it, it, it was just fantastic mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. And I mean, it's... I, I, for 70, I mean, I'm so glad that uh, you had me, you put those on your list, the BPD, R, BPRD Vampire and yes. Help by Midnight Circus, because they're both wonderful, wonderful books. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, they're probably going to cost me a lot of money because I'm going to end up wanting to buy and read all that yeah. stuff that came before because I just think it's so, the characters are so rich. Even from those, those, <laughs> those probably like, I think it's like seven issues or something that, uh, combined of those two things. Just, just wonderful, amazing stuff. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big world to venture it's into. It's a big, big world. But it's amazing after all these years, we're looking twenty five years yeah. of Hellboy mm-hmm. that the franchise still has something to say. That there's still yeah. good works coming from the various creators doing. It. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hellboy I mean, through the movie. Yeah, and Mike Mignola is just there through it all. You know, you, whether he's writing it or not, or doing the art on it or not, he's just always there, and I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he stays with that creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, nominations for new series include a tough one too. Afterlife with Archie, Gail Simone's The Movement, uh, Rat Queens, Rocket Girl, and Sex Criminals. All right. Who wants to? Anybody, anybody want to go here? Bob, you want to? Sure. Just because it's selling 6,000 copies <laughs> a month, I'm going to the mattresses for The Movement. Mm-hmm. It's a book that as we've discussed, ad nauseum, that was just not marketed well, if people gave this thing a chance, coming forward, all I've talked about it now for well, eight issues now, because there'll be one out as we're talking about this, it is just, the word we used before about something else, surprising. Mm-hmm. It is new characters, rarely used characters, the most obscure people you can imagine, and you care intimately about mm-hmm. everything that goes on. It's... Gail Simone, so it's funny, it's bizarre, it is heartfelt at every level. It is just an amazing book that hopefully she'll get to finish her story mm-hmm. and move on, but folks, give this one a try. I am not just blowing smoke here. This is a really, really great comic series. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I just, uh, I don't think we need to say much more about sex criminals, but the, the subject matter shouldn't work. The, the style in which the art matches with the subject matter shouldn't work um you know situation comedy is not something done in comic books ever and mm-hmm. it nails it all all, mm-hmm. all that stuff all the way through it's smart it's sexy it's funny it, it has characters that i'm interested in knowing more about uh it hit me like a ton of bricks that series yeah and i'm so excited to, to go on reading it. and the thing is like i'm so excited about all of these books to keep reading them i mean after with archie it boggles my mind that I care that much about these characters in that setting, in in a book, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a horror Archie book. Yeah. That I, that I'm, it's when I think about like, when is the next issue of Afterlife with Archie going to come out? You know, that's <laughs> all I'm, I'm thinking about it all the time, and that's so impressive to me. So it, it those two have just you know blindsided me with how good they've been. Yeah, Archie is laugh out loud funny and yeah. scary, yeah. which you can't do often. Yeah, it's like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, <laughs> perfect in comic book form. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, Stephanie, do you have anything you want to... Um, I already kind of talked about this a little bit when I mentioned Rock Up Church, but Rat Queens. Like, this one really took me by surprise. I mean, I think we've all followed Curtis's work um, since we started this show. He was one of our first guests, and we all read Green Wake and mm-hmm. Peter Panzerfaust because he was, I think, one of our first returning guests as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Um, and it's so nice to see, like his growth over this time and not just like for Curtis and all that, but the series is fantastic. And 
in a time when so many women are crying out and wanting to get into this industry and finding comics that, you know, aren't relatable for them, it's great that on this list we have the movement, we have Rocket Girl, we have Sex Criminals, and Rat Queens, which I personally wow. think fulfill all of those things. And even yeah. Afterlife with Archie, although, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I think it mostly follows Jughead. <laughs> but anyways, whatever. Rat Queens, though, is just such a great kick-ass story. It's like Lord of the Rings meets D&D <laughs> with amazing women that just are foul-mouthed and they kick ass and they make mistakes and they're people that we can relate to. And I think, you know, the theme for me with all of these books that I'm picking is that they have characters that I can relate to. And for me, that's Rat Queens. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. Nice. And it's really pretty. It is very, very pretty. When Mm. people's eyes are being gouged out. (laughs) (laughs) It's even pretty when people's eyes are getting gouged out. Yeah, they're very good at it. They're very good at it. They are. (laughs) (laughs) Stabby, stabby. (laughs) Indeed. All right, Steve. Sex criminals gave me queen. (laughs) They win. Automatic win. (laughs) Long overdue. Yeah. And much appreciated. (laughs) Uh, Story arc nominations are as follows Aquaman, Throne of Atlantis, Captain Marvel, The Enemy Within, Fearless Defenders, Doom Maidens, Lock and Key, The Alpha and Omega arc. And The Wake, Volume 1. It's another big heavy hitter. Heavy hitter of yeah. a category. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll say this, and I'll come back to what I said in my review about Lock and Key. Um, it is really hard to end things, especially big, involved mythology stories. Yeah. And through its entire final arc, um, both Alpha and Omega, which I they're bringing this together, and I consider them an arc because they really Alpha is kind of the coda to uh, Omega. Uh, through all of it, Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez have not only closed down all the plot details that they need to close down through all all of the keys, all of the generations, all of the things that have been were, were opened up as questions throughout the series, but the ending is so satisfying in a character sense. It's one of the most satisfying endings to something I've ever read. It, it, it puts it, because it, it was Atlanta's ending, puts it up there with one of my favorite narrative things of all time. Much like we talked about with Captain Marvel and, and with the Batman Robin number 18, the last issue of um, Lock and Key hit me like several times. I had these several moments where I just, I wanted to openly weep because I was either excited, so happy for these characters that they had finally found peace or I was just so sad for them. And, and they're not even giant moments because the, the last issue was all quiet little moments. You know, it's all mm-hmm. character goodbyes and codas and all these things. And those little moments killed me. And the issue before that is just all out action. It, it, it It's this amazing crescendo to this, you know, this 50 issue long battle that these kids have been having with this evil spirit. It was just one of the best things I've ever read and it's an amazing, amazing ending uh, to that series. Yeah, are things tied in all the way back to yeah. the beginning? You, you see when they're coming down that staircase into mm. the, the ravine and crevice, whatever you want to call yeah. it, what, what's going on there. Just really spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to make, just because it's one of the books that got cursed by me, <laughs> just to talk about Fearless Defenders, because mm. it is nearly as hard to start a series as it is to end it. Mm-hmm. And to come with 
the weird vibe of what the 70s Defenders was and what Matt Fractions was last year and do with what could have been an exploitative, oh, it's just a girl book and create a team of just badass ladies. Uh, the guys even show up to make a, a mess of things and it's like, no, we got this. You get lost, go to the bar, hang out, do karaoke. We've, we've got these monsters outside. Don't you worry about it. Just amazing. Uh, Annabelle Riggs and, mm. and the Valkyrie, that whole scenario, how that all played out. We, we got Ren near the end. They were still introducing new characters. Just a fabulous new series that sadly didn't find a market, but I think we'll see them again because it didn't really end. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I loved Fearless Defenders. Oh, nice. I just wanted to say that. Like, <laughs> I read through all of it, and I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I've seen the covers because I loved the covers as they were coming out. But it was, just wasn't a book that I've been checking out. And I sat through all of it this week and just devoured it. And it was everything that Brian Wood's X-Men with all the ladies should have been. Hmm. That book so disappointed me. So disappointed me. And instead, I should have been reading Fearless Defenders the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cullen Bunn and Will Sliney just just amazing work throughout the year on this. Just with love, you could tell every page. Yeah, and it opened up really opened that book opened up my eyes to Cullen Bunn as a writer because I never would have even wanted to read those those Deadpool miniseries that oh, were coming out. So good, they were coming out before Fearless Defenders, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea who he was, and then I read Fearless Defenders. So like I really like this guy, and that made me want to read those Deadpool minis, which are which were great. Panda pool. Panda pool. So it's very cool that, you know, it opens up a writer, a new writer to people uh, as well. Um, that's really great. Anyone you want to talk about, Steve? Oh, God. I, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I have, I, since we, it's funny because before I, I was talking about how I poured over this list and I made, I made my decisions mm. and I was so confident when I left the house today. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I got this under control. Mm. It's all good. And now that we're sitting here, the amount of cross outs and renumberings <laughs> that I have, there's, for my new series, I crossed out th- on two separate occasions. So I have like fourth string votes <laughs> going on here. Um, no, do I have anything for, for story arc? No. I I mean, all of this, all of the stuff that now that I've read what we have on this list, there might be like two or three things that I just didn't get to because I either didn't own it or couldn't get my hands on it or whatever. But um, I, I will be ordering them soon. But so many of these books are are personal for me and i i feel like i'm having to mix what what makes a comic a good comic versus how i feel about it you know mm. personally emotionally mm. uh it's a very it's a very difficult road to have meat in the middle mm. and feel like your decision is properly weighted on both sides of course it's always hard yeah yeah it's are, really hard and yeah. these are all so good it's true that I'm like, ah, I loved this, but then when that happened, that was so good, and mm-hmm. I have to, you know, we're talking about the whole thing, because it's really one big story, mm-hmm. but then this ended, and it was beautiful, and I'm <laughs> like, but I cried almost here, and it's, oh, God, it's so, it's it's the grandest headache I've ever had. <laughs> All right, so, Stephanie, do you have the nominees in front of you? I do. So, can you do writer, artist, and ongoing? I can. All right. Um, so, for Best Writer, our nominees are Kelly Sue DeConnick, Scott Snyder, Gail Simone, Matt Fraction, and Mark Wade. All right. Yikes. Bunch of, bunch of nobodies on this list. Yeah. 
Who these people? <laughs> Who these people be? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even around here, are you, boy? <laughs> oh man, so I don't know. Anybody want to make a case for any of these, or are we gonna? Everybody <laughs> looking at each other. It's look, we we're fans of all these people. We are yes, and that they're all here. This is the category I have the most trouble with because mm-hmm. from my own list, four of these people were on them. <laughs> yeah. So arguing for one over another, I'm going to go with something that, that you talked about mm. when we discussed this uh, at the beginning, and that's the ongoing excellence. Mm-hmm. And in this case of Mark Wade, who works for so many different companies and so many different sorts of characters and knocks every single one out of the park, is always on model but yet always fresh, mm-hmm. that's a hell of a juggling act mm-hmm. on a character like Daredevil, who's now 50 years old. Yeah. And finds a new way to tell Daredevil stories that no one's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you completely. I mean, that's that's the thing about all these guys. I mean, it's tough because in a way, all of them are are the exact example you're talking about, right? It, it's so down to such little differences mm-hmm. at this point because yeah. you 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 look at I mean the, these nominees. I, I I think at least three of them were the were on last year's list as well. Um, I, I think that the amount of books, you know, we've seen Kelly Sue DeConnick continue to put out great Captain Marvel titles, start her own series, work on, work on ghost as well. And all, all do it very well. You know, we, Gail Simone is doing three series right now that are all great. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that that's really impressive. Matt Fraction, uh, ha- again, this, the same thing, you know, golden boy and particular, the particular, his particular style seems to stand out very, very starkly from a lot of the other landscape. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, you know, then you have Mark Wade, who you, you talked about Bob, who he can he, somehow, it's like, he, he is one of those people who, Oh, Mark Wade's writing this book. I should at least buy the first issue and, and yes. see how it is. That, that's what happens. Even characters you have, you don't, you don't care about, you know, nothing about, you know, it, it makes you want to pick them up. Cause you're like, well, let's see what he does with them because he seems to be able to get the heart of all of these characters. Well, look, in this year, what, Daredevil, Hulk, yeah. Rocketeer, yeah. the Green Hornet, mm-hmm. Steed, Mrs. Peel. Yeah, the Fox. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's very, it's unbelievable to see how the output comes out and how good all of it is. And then you have someone like Scott Snyder as well who continues to write Batman great, you know, I, I think began the, the, the kind of revamping of Superman at DC as far mm-hmm. as their books yeah. go. You know, um, created you know had his creator own series, The Wake, come out and, and just be fantastic. It's it's a, it's a ridiculous list of, of people, you know. And and so for me, it all came out of gut. It was just gut. It was like okay, I just got to do it. I got to sit there and I got to order it. The first thing that comes to my head, I got to sit there. I got to order it. You It'll know? be funny when it's a five way tie. It's it's true, <laughs> uh, but it, it's a it's a crazy great list. Uh, Stephanie, is there anybody you want to uh, you want to fight for? Honestly, this is an incredible list, and I, I mean I'm familiar with Mark Wade stuff. Um, not lately really, but that's not to say that when I say any of these people winning would be fine with me, right? <laughs> you know, like I, he's included on that despite me not having read much of his this mm-hmm. past year. Yeah. No, I mean, that's absolutely true. And then this is the category I'd be proud of, of any of the people who mm-hmm. win this category. I think it's amazing how high Mark Wade is on my list of people mm-hmm. only having read one of his titles. Right. Yeah. It's that. Every time that, I mean, you got me on Daredevil, mm. and it's become one of my favorite comics I've ever read. And I, um, 
I'm almost happy that no one's taking it over right away and yeah. taking it in a different direction mm-hmm. and that they've hinted that, you know, we're taking a break, but, you know... Oh, they're coming back. They already said it. They're yeah. back. The team's back. Oh, God, please. <laughs> I... That... When that book comes out, that book went from not being on my radar at all to reading issue number seven to going back mm-hmm. and getting the first mm-hmm. arc and then continuing beyond that point and having it be at the top of my pile every every month, every week that it came out. I was like I, I almost had to kind of just take a few deep breaths before <laughs> reading it because I was so pumped mm-hmm. and I I can't remember a superhero d- having done that to me in a long time that's been around for for ages mm-hmm. you know Captain Marvel's a different story yeah that was something that's grown over the past two years that has you know found its way into into my heart and just mm-hmm. everything but Daredevil has has been an eye-opening experience no mm. pun intended <laughs> maybe maybe a little pun yeah a little pun a little pun there. tiny little pun awesome all right uh next category stephanie yep hang on one second all right so next is best artist so we've got chris samney david aja greg pulo felipe andre and francesco francovella <laughs> <laughs> all right steph you have anybody you want to campaign for here um i'm pretty locked into one specific person but i want to say something about another person on this list just because okay um so again this is coming back to bob you know telling us all this time how great captain marvel was and and i again wasn't caught up and i didn't know what people were complaining about with felipe andre's art and i read the series and i've got to say that his art Thoroughly impressed me. Um, I get why people don't like it because it's so stylized and it's so different from everything else that's currently out there. But I loved it. And it just, it kind of reminded me of like, I think I wrote it somewhere, but like Adrian Alfana and Emma Rios had an artist love child. <laughs> <laughs> You should see Bob's face right now, Steph. <laughs> He's very I'm, happy. He's I'm very glowing. Happy. Yeah. He's glowing. He's like, <gasps> and it's weird because he the art is really beautiful, but at the same time, I could see him working on something like Animal Man, like mm-hmm. his the Ooh. the pencils that he does like really that. reminds me of something that would work well with Jeff Lemire. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like he could make this transition from really beautiful to really creepy. <laughs> Yeah, and, those uh, those angles in the wrong light could be we could be very distressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to say that again. Um, thanks for you know putting him on the list because honestly, during the show, it's kind of like <laughs> and kind of him being on the list and Captain Marvel being on our list, you know, really forced me to take a look at his work, and I now really appreciate it. Hot damn. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll say nothing. I'll just sit here and smile broadly. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Um, I mean, I do want to say, you know, uh, for uh, Francesco, um, it, it, the, the, the breadth of work, the amount of work is very impressive, obviously, um, but the completely unique style and how he nearly, and I won't say everything, nearly unilaterally made that work for everything for me mm-hmm. was really impressive. Um, you know, the, there were books I wanted to buy because his he did the cover 
You know, I just wanted to buy the book because yeah. the cover was so visually arresting that I wanted to pick it up. And then, you know, that's, covers are one thing, but his interior work is, is spot on and fantastic. I mean, with Hawkeye, stepping in and doing a couple issues on, on that book mm-hmm. is really difficult because that book is made by those two guys. You know, Aja and Fraction, that's like... The, that that is their brainchild, and, and we've seen a lot of good artists w- come in and do do spots there. But the stuff that uh, Frank Avilli did on on the on that book was really fantastic to me. Afterlife with Archie has uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously been great and has has like much like you said about Mark Way about staying on model but being fresh. I feel like it's done the exact same thing with those characters in in their looks, uh, which, which has been which has been really great. And the Black Beetle, which is completely his yes. his his creation. Um, he's, he he proves to be a very good writer as well, but creating this pulp hero that again is it's very much seems like the one of those characters, but again it's completely fresh when you really read into it and, and how um, the movie poster kind of aesthetic to it and the way he kind of really centers it in those worlds, I, I think is really quite is quite stunning. And there's no artist this year who has made me stand up and take notice more than more than he has. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just think he's so fantastic and, um, I, I'm rooting for him. (laughs) I just also want to add into that, um, that additionally, there was seriously virtually nothing he didn't work on this year. I swear to God, he did breaking bad posters, guys. (laughs) It's true. Like... For real. Oh, he did my and favorite Red She-Hulk covers for did those, half those the year. Co- yeah. Those but covers like, were awesome. I, seriously, there's things that I can't think of. I'm like, oh, he hasn't worked on that. No, he probably did. <laughs> he probably did. And despite how much stuff he put out this year, there is not one thing that you cannot, like, you think, oh man, that's sloppy. You can tell he had lots of projects. Everything looks like he took you know, like the whole year to complete. It's effortlessly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I don't think a lot of artists can claim. Like, I mean, they have great art, but they also don't put out the same amount of quantity all the time. You, mm. you hear of a lot of books getting delayed because artists are trying to get caught up. And that's not all of them, obviously. There's a lot of artists that do put out their work mm. regularly. And, you know, they put out great work to the same volume that he's putting out, it's outrageous. Mm-hmm. Outrageously awesome, <laughs> but like still, that's like unheard of. It's pretty still crazy. Insane. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else want to talk about any artists? Mm-mm. We've already. You're good? Yeah, we've already picked everybody up on our shoulders that I've right. All right. Um, also, Chris Sandy is awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and David Ajo. They all, they're all awesome. Uh, and Stephanie, ongoing. All right, so for best ongoing series, we've got Batman, shocker, that's shocking, <laughs> Hawkeye, Daredevil, Rachel Rising, and Captain Marvel. Well, Stephanie, we know which one that you're going to <laughs> campaign yeah. for, so... I, I, I think so. <laughs> um, I actually, uh, during my vacation, I reread Rachel Rising mm. from the start to, to current, and everything about it except for one little thing that i'm hoping is is no negative ah. no negative it's not time to put down any of no i'm not putting it down <laughs> i just there was a hiccup in in it's still uh, negative come on. no negative this is not a review it's not negative it's not a review 
All right. All right. This is time to, to fight for the it's ones the greatest you love. Book ever. <laughs> I fight I will always fight for Captain Marvel for this year for, for best ongoing. Um I mean if you want to talk about growth of character and how often do you get to read a superhero book where the superhero doesn't even have their powers and still needs to overcome the odds and rise to the occasion and manages not only to be a respected almost leader of a team, but to also involve an entire community's worth of people and in, in characters inspire uh, kind of like a, a oneness and a, and a, a group mentality of what's wrong and what's right and standing up for, you know, for their beliefs and for their safety. Uh, I just think it's a, it's a wonderful Genesis and just a wonderful, you know, watching that character grow throughout the year has been uh, just a pleasure. And I've, I've loved every bit of it. All right. I think Bob yes. agrees. <laughs> uh, yes, I agree. I'll have more to say as we move into overall. <laughs> um, Stephanie. Um, I don't think I have anything to add in here. No, you want you want Rachel? You want to fight oh. for Rachel? I mean, I feel bad. Like I fight for this like every week, even when it's <laughs> not part of our best of list. It's true. But I mean, I was actually talking about this with somebody um, in the forum, and they were asking if you know everybody seems to be talking about Rachel rising all of a sudden, and like, is it because it's getting canceled? Is it bad? And I'm like, no, I feel like. <laughs> Seed has it self-published. It's probably not going to get canceled anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, this series, and I keep on just saying this. If you're not reading it, it's the best thing you're not reading. It's so good. And I know if you read um, the descriptions of it, I, I feel like it can come across like a bit supernatural cliche sounding just from the general description. But, if you're willing to take a risk on any comic this year and just go for it, it's Rachel rising. It's so good. And it's written and drawn and inked by Terry Moore. The covers are done by Terry Moore. And I I don't know. It was originally supposed to end at issue 24. I don't know if that's still the case. They're at issue 22 now, but it's being made into a TV series. So if that's appealing to you, if you're one of those people like me, that's like, Hey, <laughs> what, what's the what's going on here? Before before I see all the episodes, Bob, <laughs> is that still happening? The television, yeah, show? yeah. I think it's like it's just a slow process. Yeah, right. Or it can be, but I've gotten really deviated from my ploy for this. But um, <laughs> it's amazing. I love the characters, and it's not just the main character that I'm connected to. It's all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some just really strange weird characters some really effed up stuff happens there's like yeah an eight-year-old serial killer but <laughs> it's awesome oh man i forgot about that part. yeah rachel <laughs> rachel rising um and rereading it confirmed this that it actually has if i had to make a top 10 list of my favorite comic book characters mm-hmm. that a character from earl from mm-hmm, yeah. rachel rising would definitely make it into that list uh there- there's something i mean obviously if you read the book you'll know but he warms my heart <laughs> in so many ways. I love him. All right. Are you right. going to say something, Steph? I feel like I cut yeah. you off. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I, I don't know. I think I was just diverse characters, relatable characters. 
I just feel like I feel mm. like I can't fight for any of these over any of the other ones. <laughs> That's kind of why I've been a little quiet. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> because look, I mean, I'll say I can't I can't say any more about Daredevil, you know, or ba- or Batman. I just I think that uh, Daredevil does so much uh, art, writing, re- relatable characters, emotional scenarios, um, done in a way that is nearly it, it somehow manages to be both overarching. St- plot-wise and easily accessible issue to issue um and when i, I it's, it's tough because he's so good at writing these these arcs and and these kind of great one-off issues with these these great moments that i couldn't pick out a single issue from it but when i look back at lumps of issues of things that look back on the most fondly it's definitely that you know um and he does it without like you know, this is the this is the big six part epic. You know, this is this is just yeah. Daredevil, and I'm going to tell the story as we go along, and to be able to do that and to be able to continually build characters and and build relationships and build story and build mythology and build conspiracies without having to call big attention to it, I think I think is pretty amazing. Um, and it's just consistently, like Steve was saying, it's one of those things. I'm just I always want to grab it. It's the first one I grab when the the you know the week it yeah. comes out. So it's pretty, pretty great. Um, oh, we lost Stephanie again. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll just vamp. Yeah, hopefully we'll get her back. But we only have one more character to read out. So mm-hmm. uh, let me see if I can call her back. So uh, overall, and I'll read it out because I was going to read it out anyway, and then hopefully we'll, we'll get her back while we're doing this. Um, so uh, we have Captain Marvel, Daredevil, Hawkeye, Lock and Key, and strange attractors as our as our ongoings as our overall still day. still shocked that you brought that up <laughs> and that it made it to the list. I'm so happy. The person whom you're trying to reach <laughs> is currently on a. All right, she'll call us back when she's ready. <laughs> Go ahead, um, I'm just I'm just so happy that that showed up on this list. If for nothing else, that when people go to the site to go and place their votes, that they'll be like, hmm, what the like. A, what is this? And B, is it is it so good that it made it above all these other things, things that I'm sure that when this mm. is all over, we're yeah. going to get shit for yeah. not <laughs> having on, on the lists. Um, it's I'm just, I'm so happy that I, I, you know, brought that to the show and just talked it up so much that it got around to everyone and that everyone enjoyed it and apparently enjoyed it enough to bring it up for best overall comic mm. is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. So, Mister uh, Soul should be padding. Is it Soul or Soul? Soleil? I think it's Soul. Hmm. There's no accent over that. There yeah, is. You're right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll have to leave it at that. I really did enjoy that as a bit of science fiction ledger domain. It's misdirection entirely. It's going one way, goes another. The old man. I don't want so to good. spoil anything for people who are going to read it because we're talking about it. Well. I have an idea. Um, my birthday falls on the, the 19th of this month. It falls on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's, I know it's the 6th. It might be short notice, but if I don't have any plans, I might try to get a book club going oh. on and have Strange Attractors be the the book. Cool. Very nicely done. Cool. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a wonderfully... Oh, yeah, yeah, so you read it. <laughs> yeah. It's a wonderfully dense math story, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's also... if. If anyone ever saw the rather awful Mel Gibson movie Conspiracy Theory, mm-hmm. there's overtones of that that there's some weird guy 
who thinks he knows what's going on that nobody else has figured out, except this guy's got it figured out somehow. He's got it. And it is told in a beautiful way through an initially disinterested party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who comes around to a different way of thinking. It is just the passing of the torch sort of story. It's the fish out of water story. It's four different things combined yeah. into one new whole. Well, that's what I, I really loved so much about it. Like you were saying, how the character is he's reluctant and he he goes to this professor, he goes to this man with, you know, a certain goal in mind and winds up coming out of the story a completely different person mm-hmm. and believing in things a completely different way. And for people reading the comic that don't necessarily know about causality or maybe they, they've played with it a little bit or they talked mm-hmm. about their friends, it really brings that concept to the forefront and gives you something really, really like solid mm-hmm. and you know to chew on yeah. when you're done mm-hmm. it's not like you just read the story you you read a story that involves a a theory or a way of thinking about like all of life mm-hmm. and when you start to think about where you are in your life and how you got there and you start to put the pieces together of how you you know you your circle of friends how did you meet all of them mm. where did you go that you met this person or who did you meet that in- introduced you to so and so so on and so forth you know having met stephanie and you know bringing her into talking comics getting to go to new york city comic con meeting my girlfriend meeting alan kistler who introduced yeah. me like mm. all of these things like if i didn't know alan kistler i wouldn't have been sitting at the table mm. i wouldn't have met bronwyn's best friend i wouldn't have met my mm. girlfriend who i've now been with for happily for a year mm. and hopefully many many more mm. that kind of line of reasoning and thinking put into an action comic about being sleuthy with math yeah you know, like it's yeah. it's crazy. It's like a Michael Crichton book, right? Yeah. And if we go back one, you want to go really crazy with this? Mm-hmm. We're sitting here because Brian's dad used to buy laser discs from my video store in the eighties. Yeah. They see, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was true. we Bobby that was the and I first met ice at, cream cone in the park? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. No, we, Bobby and I met at a pub quiz, yeah. and he was partnered up with Brian, who knew who I knew Brian when he was a little boy. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, I'm just sitting in a booth, and he's oh, yeah. we're all somewhere yeah. at Jackie's, and we're hanging out, yeah. and we're all, and yeah. now we're here. And yeah. I met all of you guys because my sister married Jamie, yeah. who is cousins with Jason. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. it's just it's and wild. I met my wife because of all that stuff. Yes, <laughs> yeah. my future wife because of all that stuff. True, um, and it's it's you know it's all that, that stuff is is awesome. And what I love about the book too is that it's about this crazy math stuff. But like I said when the on the nomination show, it's what it, what you can boil it down to really is. Do one little good thing, and it becomes another good thing, and another good thing, mm-hmm. and, another, and, it, and it balloons out and balloons out. And we're all responsible for each other, and we're all responsible for the well-being of the world, even though even if we can't change it in, in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is really really great. Um, I mean, I'll say this. I, can't, I said the same thing before when we talked about Alpha and Omega, but I mean, I, I just think uh, his best overall comic, Lock and Key. It it did more for me. It's the exact kind of fiction that that I love the most. It has characters who I absolutely love. It has a story that I want to like live in. You know, it's just so dense and, and interesting and thick and and varied. And I just, you know, it's this contained story about this family. And when it was over, I'm like, this family deserves a break. You know, that's the, the end of it. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like I felt at the end of you know, like the Harry Potter books. I'm like, good for him. He's had a t- rough couple of years. Let's just let him have a break now. You know, uh, and I, I feel like that's what the the you know the Locke family is getting and. You know, I, I just love it, and it, it takes in all the things 
you know, New England and, and uh, you know, the, the horror elements and the fantasy elements and all these other things. It just, it, it, and it just finishes itself off so, so well. Better than I could ever could have imagined. Absolutely. You know, so definitely, definitely for me. No. I come to comic books from the superhero realm, mm. for the most part. It's where I began, though there were classic comics and mm. things such as that back in the day. For me, the comic this year that most represented the best that that could be and the best that comic literature can be is Captain Marvel. You have a hero that had been crapped upon for years. It started with great hope to be uh, the story of a liberated woman that had found its way down into the rabbit hole of nonsense over the years. There's so many women refrigerator things that happened to Carol Danvers. And under the pen of Kelly Sue DeConnick, you had a resurrection of a character into something aspirational for others. Uh, within the series itself, for the other characters within, as we're seeing as this moves on, where there's a legacy character coming, the first female legacy character in the history of comics, to my knowledge. There have been Batgirls and Supergirls and Hawkgirls, but in this case, we have a Ms. Marvel taking the name because she's inspired. And within this last year, a book that was great to start with got even better as we saw Carol struggle through all those bad things Steve was describing before mm -hmm. into a moment where she makes a, has to make a terrible choice, and we just have this. Uh, this from the end of issue 14. We will know the light she has inside her because she showed us all today. We will know she's Captain Marvel. She's our hero. Enough Word. Said. <laughs> That's it for me. <laughs> all right. So um, I just heard from Stephanie. We're going to try to get back together after the break. So we've done our, we've done our, our, you know, our closing arguments where we're going to vote and we're going to tabulate the votes in, in the break. And when we come back, we're going to give our winners and your winners and a couple listener top five lists. And then we're going to get out of here. So we'll be right back after the break. amazing because that was the recording we're back oh <laughs> shit <laughs> you have to pay that guy michael right michael, michael buffer michael buffer that's his name in um, all fairness i didn't hold it as long as he does you, do, you, you didn't, didn't you yeah didn't. what's up with that why don't you go for go um so in a world sorry <laughs> in the break we voted and we tabulated and we had one category that was a three-way tie, so we re-voted on it. We'll get to that when we get to that category. And actually had a three-way tie again. Yeah, that uh, Stephanie actually broke that tie. Yes, she did. Um, I did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're gonna go to the winners, and after each category, uh, Bob's gonna read out the winners of the the podcast uh, winners, and Stephanie's gonna read out the subsequent uh, user winners. So, do we want the second place finishers, or are we just going for winners here? Just going for winners. Let's, okay. let's not let's not be mean about it. Okay. <laughs> If there's something especially interesting, if there's I'll something go really, for really close. If there's right. like a really, really close second, they read it off. Like They're, a couple all of winners. Yeah. They're all winners. They're all winners. Yeah. So time now for the top ten. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Publisher. We're starting with publisher and and talking comics. Publisher of the year is, is drumroll. And <laughs> 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 a symbol crash. Image. All right. Comics. Image comics with wow. a, with a near landslide. Yeah. Big, basically, three first place and one second place vote. Wow. Shocker. 
So Image. That, no, then, that's, right. that's two years in a row, I think. I'm pretty sure that's two years I in a row. I do believe so. With their look, their breadth of material yeah. and everything so else. Different. They, they yeah. take the chances. Stephanie, what what do we got for users? Not surprisingly, we have got Image. Mm-hmm. Image took 46, almost 47% of the votes, wow. and that was out of Whoa. 786 votes. Wow. Nice. Nicely done. So that was like pretty, I feel like pretty that's resounding. pretty close to, yeah. Yeah. It's not around. unanimous, yeah. but. No, but pretty close. Did we have close any write-ins for that category, Steph? We had 41 write-ins. Oh. Wow. Of Whoa. course, that's all, like a lot of them are doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will tell you, like all of these had multiple entries so we mm. had valiant dynamite idw action lab oh nice yeah picture box who i'm not familiar no, with at no. all thrill bent avatar mm. press and monkey brain all right so mm. those were our write-ins good for those write-ins yeah, too that's absolutely. a that's a nice selection there picture box I'm, like, I'm looking at it right now um let's see here i'll look it up as we go so I'll go to the next category is our ch- choice for? Do you I want my drum roll? What's here? our category? Don't ask me to do it. The talking time. comics choice for breakthrough artist of 2013 is, is Amy Reader. Amy Reader. Whoa. With a almost near unanimous vote as well. All right. Hot damn. And what do we got for the 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 reader picks, Stephanie? All right. So. We had 983 votes for this wow, category. That's a lot. Um, and surprisingly, like, I think this is the artist that everybody complained about and yet still won with almost 31% of the votes. No way. Uh, Felipe Andre. Mm. Wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so followed up by, well, no, we won't get into that. No, we're not we getting into that. that. But that but is that is amazing. Yeah. That was really amazing. And, you know, Keep in mind that he was the only one out of this list that wasn't on Twitter, and mm-hmm. all of these people, yeah, tweeted links and posted links to these polls. Wow. So that's awesome! Yeah, congratulations, Felipe Andre! Yes. Absolutely, um, and congratulations to Amy Reader, obviously for winning ours as well. Yes. For the, the the site award. Um, pop pop. Stephanie, uh, wh- what about some write-ins? We got lots of break or break breakthrough artists break write-ins breaker. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's 23. Again, there's repeats, but. There's a lot of people in here, so there wasn't that many repeats. Oh, wow. But we had Will Sliney, 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 David Marquez, Larkin Ford, Aaron Cooter, okay. Madeline Flores, who I'm familiar with and love her, but she's kind of just like a cartoonist. What does she do? Um, she does like a, oh, what's it called? Oh, Great Hero or something. It's I don't know. She has like a Tumblr that I follow, and it's hilarious, but... Mostly like webcomic stuff. Mm. Okay. Save Us Great Hero, I think. Anyways, um, Jorge Coelho, 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 <laughs> Jorge Jimenez, Jimenez, <laughs> uh, Annie Wu, you're doing, you're doing great. Greg Pulo. Mm-hmm. There was a couple books, but Jeremy Dale, um, Jason Fabic, mm-hmm. Rob Woods, Trad Moore, Stephen Mooney. Emma Rios, Jason Craig, Mateus Santaluco, Edgar Salazar, somebody simply named Sinar, who kind of sounds like a villain. <laughs> Disney villain. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete Katz. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did, you're really making sorry. that up. Meow, 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 meow. It was unavoidable. Meow, meow, meow. 
I won't do that old riddle of mine. I've, <laughs> I've used it up. All right. Well, congratulations to all those write-ins. That's it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, next, Bob, what do we next got? Next up is the Talking Comics Choice for Breakthrough Writer of 2013. Mm-hmm. And it is Charles Soule. All right. Ooh. Stepping up. Yeah. He. It was close at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you want to if it's close? Okay, no. Uh, he had 17. Faith Aaron Hicks, 14. Wow. Caitlin Kittredge, 13. Wow. Very so those close. three dominated the top of the charts on that yeah. one. Yeah. So congratulations to Charles Soule, but congratulations to those two runners up as well. That's, that's very, very close votes uh, on all of those. And Stephanie, what about uh, our uh, reader picks? And our readers agree. 45% of the 554 votes say Charles Soule is your best breakthrough writer of 2013. Awesome. Right on. Awesome. And then, seriously, within the remaining votes, for they were all super, super close. Like, mm-hmm. you were on, the others were only off by like two or three votes. Yeah, the other th- the three closest. Yeah, they were wow. they were all very very close to the, each other. But Charles, Soule, you know, he he it was he, he dominated. dominated. Yeah, it. well, he did great um, work, and he drew he wrote you know forty seven books this year. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people were exposed to his work just because of how many different things mm-hmm. he was out there. So congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah. All right, and so for the write-ins, we had twenty eight write-ins. Again, there was a couple doubles, but um, as to be expected, when someone is awesome. So we had uh, write-ins for Stephen Mooney. Sam Humphreys, Marjorie oh. Liu, C. Spurrier. Oh, Cy Spurrier. Yep. Spurrier. Yep. Yeah. Yep. X-Men Legacy. Uh, okay. Yeah. Felipe Mello, uh, Brockton McKinney, Mac Bemis, Dennis Hopeless, Curtis Weeb, Tom Taylor, Freddie Williams, Jeremy Whitley, Rob Woods, Brandon Montclair, Kelly Sudaconic, Jesse Snyder, Matt Kint, Matt Fraction, Brian Posen and Mark Andreco. Nice. Brian Posen. I like that very vote. Nice. That's yeah, like yeah. that vote yeah. out, of, out of left field. <laughs> very, very nice. I want to know who put in Jesse Snyder. I used to work with him. Oh, I don't know who, who is Snyder, it. Yeah. Wasn't he on Full he House? Is the, he is the son oh. of D. Snyder. Oh, oh, oh right. Yeah. Yeah, yes. He, yeah. Uh, he, was, he was in charge of the revival of Evil Ernie. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Wow. Back. Gotcha. I used to work with him at uh, Planet Comics. In oh, really? Haven Mall. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Cool. Really he was an interesting cat. Yeah, Did bet. you get to meet the dad? I've met yeah, I've met him several times. If you've worked I've, in retail on Long Island, you've met D. Snyder yeah. and Mick Foley several yeah. times. Yeah. I ran into him <laughs> at a Dunkin' Donuts and I just I gave him like the fight club nod and he just he did the same thing and was like, I know who you are. I think up next is Todd Comics Award for Best Web and Digital Comic uh, of two thousand thirteen. This was our real problem. We had ourselves a three way tie yeah, here. Yeah. So who are the initial th- the the three way tie? Adventures of Superhero Girl, mm-hmm. Bandette, and JL8 all tied. Yes. Then, because of internet issues, the three of us here in the room, we voted on a 3-2-1 point system yeah. and came up with another tie. <laughs> so we had Stephanie vote, mm-hmm. and our winner for web digital comic is Adventures of Superhero Girl. Bam! Yay! <laughs> Which we're, all, we're not unhappy with. This, again, no. even the other two books, mm-hmm. the two digital books, yeah, yeah. Webbies, whatever you want to yeah. call them, all great books. Webbies. I like that. Yeah. It's, they're Webbies. Yeah, we'll they call are. Webbies from now on. All right. And uh, how about totally our user our, our reader, our reader votes? Um, so the reader votes uh, went, 33% of the votes went to Injustice, Gods Among Us. Wow. And very close runner-up was JL8. Yeah, it was one of the more interesting ones to watch as the weeks went by because... Um, and Justice got to a big lead, and then JLA caught up and was beating it. They were they were going back and forth for for a really long time. It was very interesting. Yeah, some it, of the others caught up for a while too. Yeah, 
It, it's a crazy. It's it's funny because uh, there's no difference. There's such a big difference between what JLA is, is this, this this indie comic. This guy doesn't even have the rights to use the characters, yeah. and this big, huge, yeah. you know, DC pushed book. But it was really cool to see all these books against each other and, and see the amount of votes we got for this category as well. Good for injustice, though. Yeah. Like for for people voting in, and and since it mm-hmm. didn't win here, that it, it got its votes there. Yeah. And you know, I guess the recognition that it deserves. Yeah. yeah. We also nearly had a four way tie, by the way, because oh, really? Nimona. Yeah, I bet. By one. Oh, oh really? Oh, wow. Love wow. Nimona. Missed by one. Wow. That's crazy. So our next category Before is. Before we do that, I know oh, something. There's like. Oh, there's, that's right. There's write-ins. 47 write ins. Wow. So do you want to read a couple of them out just to. Um, they're not all. Like, it's a lot of them are doubles. Yeah. So no more than kind of the other ones. So mm-hmm. Batman Beyond 2.0. Nice. Drift, Batman 66. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 to 4 character issues. Okay. Edison Rex. Okay. The Private Eye, which kind of escaped all of us That's after true. a while, yeah, yeah. but only I, two issues came out, right? There's, there's been at least I think there's four issues out now. Oh, yeah. Well, they did not continue doing yeah. a good job marketing them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Captain Ultimate, nice. Transformers Monstrosity, my so-called secret identity, Cater Dive, nice. Batman Little Gotham, which has unfortunately been canceled, mm-hmm. Steel Siren. Amelia Cole in the Unknown World, strong female protagonist, ant comic, goblins insufferable, oh hell. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures of you. That was actually a comic. I wasn't just making fun I know. of stuff. Yeah. Just checking. Though okay. it sounded like something you would just say. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted to clarify. Okay. Oh hell, that oh, comic. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Pictures of you, Twitter the comic, schlock <laughs> mercenary, coming of age, Turbo Defiant, Adventures of Superman, and Yellow Peril. Hmm. All things that I need to check out, apparently. Seriously, you um is there any chance you can email me a list of yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Okay. Just do a screenshot of it, Steph. I'll, I'll, don't worry, I got it. I got right, cool. it. I got it. Cool. I got this, man. All right, what's <laughs> next, Bob? Is our best cover for Talking Comics Awards for 2013. Best cover. In another staggeringly close vote, this time it was Fairest 17. Wow. The best cover. Yeah. Whoa. Taking it two years in a row. That's true. In close tied for second, Red Sonia and Afterlife with Archie. Wow. Nice. I did not expect that. Did not no. expect that. Just run with me, folks. <laughs> this guy in charge of the favorite covers of the week. You know who your boy is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who was our listener yeah. cover? Uh, yes. All right. So this one was also a really interesting one to watch. Um, we had 621 votes. And near the end there, like, a couple of them just, like, got speed. Like, there was a bunch of these, I think, were ahead of everything else. But anyways... The first place one is Fearless Defenders number two by wow. Mark Brooks. Wow. Yeah. The blister so, toy cover. It mm-hmm. was pretty special. And then both were very, very close to follow ups Afterlife with Archie and Red Sonia. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then we had a whopping 55 write ins. Yeah, it was a lot of write ins wow. for that one. So, I mean, maybe we'll post up some of them later, but there yeah. is like. Absolutely. A lot. Yeah, the Fearless Defenders thing was crazy because it was not leading for most of the time. It, like I, no. I, it was it was behind by a wide margin, and then I looked like maybe I, I stopped looking like a week, and then a week later I looked and it was winning. And it was, yeah, it was like, crazy. Yeah. Afterlife with Archie and like the Red Sonia one were pretty neck and neck for a while. Yeah, um, and then all of a sudden, I guess like it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's true. And uh, to follow up from before, Fearless Defenders was actually my bottom vote. 
for oh, covers. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think so for me, too. It's crazy. Crazy, but crazy. nothing negative. No, on the no, podcast. no, 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 no. It's not <laughs> no, negative. No, they're, they're all great they're covers. all wonderful. I yeah. just, I the other covers just mm-hmm. they scratch that itch. Yeah, absolutely. What do we got next, Bob? Our award for single issue graphic novel one shot. All right. Dun, 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 dun. I will. I'll begin reading all of them at the end. I'll read all the okay. nominees at the end. You don't want. You didn't want me to do that. No, do you don't have to read all the nominees. No, but we, we, get to we, the, just, we, we get, just did that. We did right, two hours reading the nominees. Well, okay, so why spend another half hour? <laughs> yeah, but exactly. for the last four, we'll do. Okay, the, yeah, last okay. four. Yes. So for single issue graphic novel or one shot, the Talking Comics Award goes to Captain Marvel seventeen. Nice. Oh wow. Nice. A good victory, not a huge one mm. over, of course, Batman and Robin eighteen, yeah. which just as we predicted, they yeah. were one and two. Yes. Wow. Stephanie, what do we got for our reader votes? All right, with thirty four percent of the vote, uh, the number one comic has chosen by you guys, Batman and Robin number eighteen. There yeah. you go. So, so we, we split that one. We did. We split it. Yeah. We split the baby. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, <laughs> some of the. We had about 34 write-ins, and I guess like there was a lot of like Hawkeye and uh, Private Eye, but we also had uh, write-ins for The Fifth Beetle, mm. uh, Lazarus, Ravine, which is a comic I haven't actually heard of. No, me either. Um, mm. Red-Handed, Transformers Regeneration 1, mm-hmm. Issue 0, uh, Zero, Number 2, nice. The Witching Hour. Oh, Witching Hour is great, yeah. Uh, Rover, Red Charlie, number one. Prophet, number 36. Battling Boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Green Lantern Corp, uh, 25. Saga, 14. Deadpool, 13. And we had one for graphic novel for Tommy Taylor and the Ship That Sank Twice, which was an original graphic novel from um, The Unridden. Which Steve got me for Christmas. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very cool. Very, very cool. Birthmas. 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 I like that. Best miniseries next, Bob? Best miniseries. Best so mini, the, Dog Comics best miniseries is Mara. Whoa. Really? 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 It is Mara. Oh, that I didn't see coming at all. Three first place votes. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's not the way I voted. <laughs> no, I know, but I didn't yeah. think it was like that high up for all of you. Yeah, it's definitely on my personal top ten as well. It'll be my personal top ten. I loved it. Yeah, loved it. What did all our right. u- what did our users say? The other three were bunched. Uh, the other four rather bunched very tightly. So oh, really? it was all the user polls went a lot more along the lines of where I thought this would go. Sixty two percent of the vote going to the wake. Mm. Yeah, sixty two percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. Mara came close, as did Hellboy, and then um, the others were kind of spotty. Yes. <laughs> um, then there was a lot of write-ins. Actually, there wasn't that many, because I guess I'll, there's 27 write-ins, but a lot of them, again, were repeats. But mm. Daredevil, End of Days, Half Past Danger, Trillium, which isn't complete yet, but I'm mm. holding for the best. Infinity, Captain America, Living Legends, mm. um, Number Cruncher. Ooh. Um, the Strain Six Gun Gorilla, yeah. which I'm obviously enjoying just because of the title. <laughs> it's really good. Um, it's also really the good. The Hit, Forever Evil, Lost Vegas, um, The Legend of Luther Strode, yeah. Atomic Robo, Savage Sword of Dr. Dinosaur, which obviously <laughs> also has my attention now. <laughs> um, Ghost, 
Next Testament, and Battlemore, the Chapel of Bones. That has my attention. <laughs> yeah, that's Just a, the way you say it. a good it. title. And a good reading. <laughs> it, a very good reading. Yeah, that really helps. Good. That's a good, very good reading of that title. Thank you. All right. What's up next, Bob? I think this is our closest category top to bottom. I haven't done all the math yet. Mm-hmm because I haven't had nearly enough to drink. So it's for Best New Series. Best New Series? Bum, Here we go. And bum, our bum. winner is Sex Criminals. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. I am happy about that. Me but too. only five points separate first from fifth. Oh, wow. So if that that's at 15. Mm-hmm. Rocket Girls at 13. Rat Queens in the Movement at 11. And Afterlife with Archie with 10. Wow. Ooh. That was close for everything Could right there. Could have gone either way. It's true. It's very, very true. Um, Stephanie, what about our readers? Well, I am really happy with how the readers voted. <laughs> they voted right up my alley with Rat Queen. Yeah. 37% of the vote. Yeah. Very nice. Followed up with Sex Criminals and Rocket Girl a little bit behind on yeah. that one. Yeah. But I think I, I think that was more of a people are just starting to get into it now kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then we had write-ins. Um, which included East of West, Pretty Deadly, Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi, Lazarus, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, yes. Satellite Sam, Ten Grand, Collider, a.k.a. FBP, Federal Bureau of Physics, mm-hmm. which is really hard to say fast, <laughs> Private Eye, Zero, Thor, God of Thunder, M-Theory, Superman Unchained, and The Bounce. But nice. not the kind bounce? that Bumbles do. No, not the kind that Bumbles <laughs> do. What is the bounce? <laughs> it's a image series. Joe Casey. Yeah. Um, it's a superhero. You know, it's like oh. a subversive superhero story. Um, all right. Awesome. Awesome. What's up next, Bob? Our next is story arc. Best story arc. Uh, another close one, at least among the top four. Our winner for story arc is Lock and Key Alpha yes! Omega. Yes. <laughs> oh, there it goes. <laughs> Yep, Alpha, Lock and Key Alpha Omega at 15, Captain Marvel 14, Oof. and Oof. Doom Whoa. Maidens, Fearless Defenders 12, The Wake 11. Wow. 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 Hmm. Very, very close. Hmm. Very, very hmm. close. One point between yeah. the winner and the second. That's impressive. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's impressive for something that's been, has that much of a fan base, has been around for that long going up against the other. That's yeah. really cool. All right. Stephanie, what about our readers? All right, so the readers voted at 26% said The Wake Volume 1. A very close one. Wow. Yeah. Um, with, yeah, very close second being Lock and Key, Alpha, and Omega. Mm-hmm. What was that? 23%. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was very close. Yeah, and then the other, like Captain Marvel was at 17% and Aquaman at 14 mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. And then, again, there were a ton of write-ins. Um, let's see here. There's a couple that things aren't like completed yet, so mm-hmm. I took them out. But um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: City Fall, Superior Spider-Man Volume One, mm-hmm. Batman: Death of the Family, Battle of the Atom, Lazarus Family, mm-hmm. uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, Yes, um, Infinity, The Shadow, mm-hmm. The Light, um. Mm-hmm. New Avengers, the Infinity, Infinity Time, Thor, God of Thunder, God Bomb, mm. uh, Saga Volume 2, Think Tank, Batman, Zero Year, Lights Out. I don't know what arc that's from. 
Probably the... It's the one out with the Gotham's out of power. Yeah, it's and, a Dark yes. City, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then Deadpool, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Okay. The we're big boys we're now, into right? the big boys. So yeah. we're, now I'll read, we'll read everything yeah. just because we should. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Talking Comics Award for Best Writer, our nominees were Kelly Sue DeConnick, Matt Fraction, Gail Simone, Scott Snyder, and Mark Wade. And the winner dun, 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 is dun, 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 dun. Kelly Sue DeConnick. Whoa. Whoa. Nice. nice. <laughs> um, bunched, the other four bunched very tightly together. Mm. She mm. took it with 17 votes. Wow. Nice. To 12, 11, 10, 10. Wow. Mm. 10, 10. 10, 10. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not in this. But <laughs> Kelly Sue taking home the gold. <laughs> yeah. She did last year. Oh, no, that was best. No, she got a breakthrough last year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she moved up. She did yes. move up. <laughs> All right. So, so who are our listeners? Um, choose? So for our, from you guys, our lovely listeners, voters, and people. Uh, the winner with 30% of the votes was Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a close second with 28% of the votes, Matt Fraction. Is our closest vote. And then everyone else is virtually tied, like with about uh, t- like 11% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like a three-way tie for third place. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then some of the write-ins we had for Best Writer. We had Tom Taylor. Um, they didn't put his last name, and I forgot to look it up. But uh, Layman from Chew. John Layman. John Layman. I, I, Rob Guillory. I, I miss up, mix up their first names all the time. Mm-hmm. Mix up words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brian K. Vaughn. Joe Hill. Sam Humphreys. Ah. Jonathan Hickman. Jason Aaron. Rick Remender. Charles Soule. There was a ton of write-ins for Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, Jeff Johns and Robert Kirkman. Well, we could have made a whole other set of nominees out of the people they just yes. wrote in. Yes, seriously. Yeah. 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 A lot of whom we did discuss who yeah. fell by the wayside, but yeah. that's, a, that's another great list. Yeah. All right. Our listeners have very good taste. They do. It's congratulations to our winners, congratulations to Kelly Sue DeConnick and congratulations to Scott, Scott Snyder. Snyder. Yes. Our next award is the Talking Comics Best Artist of 2013, and our bum, nominees, bum, bum, David bum, bum, Aja, bum. Felipe Andrade, Greg Capullo, Francesco Francavilla, you got to hey. say it that way, right? And Chris Samney. Mi spiace. <laughs> <laughs> and our winner, dun, dun, dun. Francesco Francavilla. Oh. Whoa. In, yeah. a, in a close call over Felipe Andrade. Wow. Whoa. Wow. How about the listener's side of things, Steph? So... I'm just going to start it off by saying that Felipe Andre did not come close to winning this one. No, it was different than the break the breakthrough. <laughs> this, yeah, I mean, he got like 2% of the vote here. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean anything. That's just like, these are some seriously established artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so Francesco Francovella did not win. <gasps> Instead, with 32.5% of the vote, Greg Capullo took it. Hmm. Yeah, there we go. Francesco came in second with 20% of the vote, though. No, he came oh. in third. David Aja came in second. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I <laughs> missed that. Yeah. Thank you you're for welcome. pointing that out. Man, no them, them Batmans and Hawkeyes. Yep. That'll yeah. do it. So um, we have some write-ins. Let's hear. And we had Rock Up Church, Matteo Scalero, Matt, or Matt, Mike Omi, Jamie McKelvey, uh, Gabrielle Rodriguez, Fiona Staples, 
Dustin Wynn, Terry Moore, Asad Ribic, mm. um, mm-hmm. Sean Murphy, Nicola Scott, Ben Stenback, Chris Bacallo, 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 um, Chris Burnham, Mahalo. Livio <laughs> Romandelli, Francis Manipal, and Andrea Sorrentino. You got Andreas. it. Yeah, you got yeah. it. You got it. He's the artist Perfect. on um, Animal Man. No, Andreas Sorrentino is the artist on Green Arrow, the other Jehlmere book. Didn't he do? Uh, didn't Sorrentino do Animal no, Man? No, he did as well? I Vampire before that. Ah shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Can't get them all right. No, it's not. Ah shit. Ah shit. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm laughing. That should be the title of a book. If they can have all hell, they can have all shit. Ah shit. Yeah, I agree. All right. Be adult book in a bag, Steve's a black bag. Many foibles yeah. on the Talking Comics podcast. Best ongoing, ongoing series. Oh. Our nominees are Batman, Captain Marvel, Daredevil, Hawkeye, and Rachel Rising. Oh my goodness! Oh god! My pins and needles. The tension. And and our winner, and we have drum rolls and yeah. stuff going on. The winner is Captain Marvel. Oh yeah! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh boy! Yep. Sweet. How about on the listener side? Oh, yeah, listener side. Listener side, not surprisingly, for the second year in a row, I believe, with 33% of the vote, is a Batman. Batman. And in the write in section, we had like some serious like uproar about Saga here. I'm sure we did. Every other vote here is Saga. And I realized, like, we must have had probably the only list on the internet that doesn't include that comic. It's true. But that doesn't mean we don't love it. It just apparently means we love other things more. Yeah. Right. Anyways, so in addition to Saga, we had Rat Queens, Superior Spider-Man, Injustice Gods Among Us, Aquaman, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, God of Thunder, All New X-Men, Lock and Key, Mind Management, Uncanny Avengers, Uncanny X-Men, Batgirl, The Movement, The Ooh. Private Eye, and Deadpool. Nice. Very, very nice. Nice mix of things, guys. Yes, great, yeah. great mix of things. Across the board. Them being saga. <laughs> how, many, how many total votes did Saga get? What would, what would the percentage um, have been? Um, I think a lot of people were trying to vote for things that were actually there because like, they knew these ones wouldn't have okay. really factored in. Gotcha. But I mean... If we're talking about write-ins, it won. Yes, the the write-in vote definitely won the write-ins. I'm gonna put that down right here. Saga write-in champ. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's just what you said. We all still love it. It just didn't make everyone's cut. Well, that's 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 the real problem. The interesting thing about this process is that it's a it's a process by committee right it's it's four of us doing this so you know saga might very well be on my top 10 list or stephanie's top 10 list or steve's top 10 mm-hmm. list but as a collective group there there's a lot of negotiating and a lot of i really want this to be represented and not this a lot of sleepless nights you know so i i think that it turns into this situation where like look i'm if somebody had really fought for saga you know, I'm sure that it would it would have made it there. Yeah, no one would have fought against it. Exactly, if it had come exactly up. right. Yeah. It's just like the female staples thing in Best Artist. It's just that sometimes there has to be a there has to be like a champion 
uh, on staff. And, and when there's not, it doesn't mean they don't they're not deserving of accolades. It just means that in this committee, it just didn't make it into the into the top five. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, we yeah. also you know we 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 reduced the amount of of books that we were each going to put in yeah, this true, year, true. Yeah. and. It's not that I mean it's not that song. I just caught up with it um, two weeks ago. I'm, I'm you know all current and whatnot, and it's still wonderful. It's just that with a finite amount of books being able to make it into the top, it just so happens that it didn't make it into those top slots. Doesn't mean that it's not there, you know, in in the long list. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we are justified because the amount of time we spent spend at least once a month going, oh my god. Saga was so fucking good. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it kind of balances out. We know it's good, but like all of these things were just a little are bit. They're also good. Yeah. 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 They were just a little bit better yeah. for us. There's as only. A collective. Exactly. And there's only so many spots. All right. So now that we've vamped a little bit to best build overall, up. To build up. The big the, one. Tension. The comic. biggest. Our best picture nominees yeah. are Captain Marvel, Daredevil, Hawkeye. Lock and Key and Strange Attractors. And the winner is... And the is... winner is... I'm not telling. No. The winner is... <laughs> the winner is Lock and Key. Yeah! Wow. Congratulations, Lock and Key. Wow. Awesome. That's awesome. great. Awesome. That's great. Lock and Key takes best overall comic Look, of 2013 dude. from Talking Comics. And for our readers, what is their best overall comic of 2013, Stephanie? 30% of the vote... We have Hawkeye. Yeah. That is not surprising. I was, I was surprised. Really? Pretty close. Yeah. Such a good book. It's a great book. Absolutely. And then this was another one where we had like an overwhelming number of write-ins uh, with 52. A lot of them were Saga and Rat Queens. Interesting. Like yeah. a ton of them. But then we also had write-ins for Young Avengers, East of West, Rachel Rising. Thank you. <laughs> Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Batman, or as one person put it, fucking Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Justice, God's Among Us. All new X-Men, New Avengers, Revival, Forever Evil, Thor, God of Thunder, Walking Dead, Battling Boy, Pretty Deadly, Batgirl, The Private Eye, Sheltered, Aquaman, and Storm Dogs. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, uh, thank you guys so much. Congratulations to, to Hawkeye for winning our reader award. And thank you guys so much for participating so much in, in these votes. And we're going to keep doing it as long as you guys keep uh, keep enjoying it. Uh, congratulations to all our winners. We're going to post them all on the site, obviously, so you guys can, can check those out. Um, I want to go over an email, a couple emails real quick from Ooh. some listeners. Uh, Joseph Tremonte, he said, wow, color me a little surprised that Brian Michael Bendis did not, didn't get a little more recognition on the yearly awards. <laughs> You know me enough through through our conversations, uh, Bob, not the rest of the crew, to know that I am not a fanboy or whatnot. I'm just surprised he, he is not with his runs on the X Men titles, Power, Scarlet, Daredevil, End of Days, and a key player in the Battle of the Atom and Age of Ultron. He didn't get mentioned more. He basically has a huge piece of the Marvel universe, including key contributions to all the Marvel movies. He sold hundreds of thousands of comics this year with with high review scores across the internet. He is in the same breath as Scott Snyder and many other heavy hitters in the comic book industry and just thought his omission was at, le- at was at the least odd. He said, P.S. Thanks for trying. Thanks Bobby for trying because I brought him up. Uh, he goes, I know it's your guys' podcast. I would never tell anyone who to pick. Just some feedback is all. Um, thank, thank you for being fair. Yes. Thank well, you. He's a very fair fellow. We shared some very nice emails back and forth. Join the forums. He's a great, no, yeah. he's definitely, he's great. Um, here, here's a, Here's a, this is a quick funny question. All right. This is from Keith Simon. He says, 
Who wins in an archery competition? Legolas or Hawkeye? Steve, go. Legolas. Bob. Hawkeye, because he has exploding arrows. <laughs> Stephanie. Legolas, because he has elven eyes. <laughs> it is Legolas, because his elven eyes see a lot. <laughs> Legolas, what do your elven eyes see? He doesn't blink. He doesn't. They're taking the harvest to Isengard. <laughs> Isengard. 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 Sorry. I love awesome. that video so much. I saw a gift set of it today where they actually played like the video where um, Paragon's, can you see them? And he's like... Yeah. They're taking the hobbits to and then like the gift set afterwards is just him like on repeat being like to Isengard and like the words are popping up everywhere and Aragorn's just like shaking his head at the bottom like no yeah I might have leaned for Hawkeye had I not seen the new Hobbit movie yeah, he, he was bad ass true. in that movie very true this Errol is from, Flynn beats all of them though. <laughs> this is from Christopher Haley he says what are those brown leather straps that Captain America wears on his shoulders I used to think they were from for they were from the shield. But they're, they're there even when he's not wearing the shield. What are they there for? Well, that's in this new version where he's got all the pouches and he has a utility belt and all the rest of it. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. I'd like to know that. If you find out, please tell me. You're, I, I've already spoken about what does he carry as a utility belt? Turtle wax for the shield? I don't know what's going on there. I really don't. It's where he keeps his sandwich. That Hulk man. Maybe, yeah. yeah true. <laughs> it's very true. It's possible. Very, very possible. Uh, I wish we knew is, is my answer. Captain America definitely brown bags it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. PB&J. Good old boy. <laughs> yeah, on Wonder Bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. With so some Oreos. Here's a couple of like, uh, top fives. And again, all these will be posted uh, on, on the site. Uh, but I want to read a couple out here. Um, this is from Hugh Perry. He said, hope you're all well. In no particular order, here's my top five series of the year. Oh, what a wuss. Yeah, Come on, Hugh. You got to put them in order. You got to make a stand, Hugh. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, Infinity. The scope, scale, and sheer ambition of the story were breathtaking. Uh, TM, he wrote more, but you guys will see that on the site. It's a little teaser. TMNT, after a rather mediocre start to the year, the series came thundering back with the City Fall arc. For someone who has been a TM, TMNT fan for as long as I can remember, this comic has gone places that Turtles have never been before. Ooh. Uh, he wrote Batman. It's Batman. Uh, <laughs> the Wake. I'm not sure I can put my feelings about this book in a more elegant way than when Steph spoke about it a while back. Uh, quite simply, this book rocks. Um, and The Movement. This little book from <gasps> Gale right, right out of left field with characters from the left of that field. The fact that this great series sells so little is a travesty. Um, I'm, I'm getting teary. An honorable mention to Superior Spider-Man, generally one of the most exciting titles out there, and looks set to carry on in that vein for some time to come. Um, let's pick another one randomly here. Here we go. Let's do this one. Um, here we go. Um, so this is from... Didn't write a name, so I'm just gonna say it's from Skaz, and he wrote my top five books of the year are as follows in order. So yeah, he took a stand. Gotta love it. His number five, X Factor, a great end to one <gasps> of the greatest runs of our era. Uh, four. I feel like this is all pandering to Bob. I know. It's all well, I, I, you know, he is I, the side favorite after all. I have to tell you, I had very few dogs in this race. You know, <laughs> as we were doing these votes, yeah. so that I get a little love over here. Give me a break, okay? I'm cheesy. I know. <laughs> number four, Infinity. <laughs> Thor blew through a guy with a hammer. That was badass. <laughs> yes. Number three, The Wake. It's replaced American Vampire as my go-to horror book. Uh, number two, Superior Spider-Man. The first book I read nice. on my the first book I read on my stack and number one Thor God of Thunder. Jason Aaron has been remarkable in this book and has berate, has berated new life 
breathed new life into my favorite character. Issue 12 especially was one of the few books that has ever moved me. Um, this is Merry Christmas, guys. I really enjoyed the podcast and hope to be able to participate more in the next year. Nice. Yes, um, please do. Th- Thor is definitely one of those titles that I wish that I'd had the time to catch up with before we put in all of our mm-hmm. nominations. I totally... Totally, I'm going to catch up with that very soon. And he says that, oh, and I've been asked to speak to three or four classes of fourth graders in um, uh, in Virginia about comics and collecting comics. And he'll send us a story about how that went. Oh, yes, definitely. We'll, we'll put that up. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, let's see here. Let's pick another one. Um... <laughs> I was going to wonder how high you could I'm get that to one. go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is from Paul Taylor. And he says uh, his... Uh, uh, he says, hi, Bobby. Hi, people of Talking Comics. I'm a big fan of the site and podcast. He's Paul underscore writes on Twitter and heard your calls for our top list of 2013. He got a bit carried away uh, um, on these, so strip it back from the top 10 to top five. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote big explanations of all. I'm not going to read them, but make sure to look for them on the site. This isn't me, by the way. Yeah. That's not me under an assumed name. It's not. And okay. he says, P.S., you guys should consider having a message for him. We do now, so go yes. check it out. Um, he had number five, The Bounce. Uh, number four, Fables and Ferris. Kind of cheated there, but we'll, we'll allow it. Uh, number three, Prophet. Uh, number two, Baltimore, Widow and the Tank in the Inquisitor. Ooh. Um, and number one, Lock and Key, Alpha and Omega. Ooh, nice. We we agree with you as a site. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and let's read one more here. We've got, um, let's read uh, Igor's. He's, his top five are number five is Hawkeye. Number four, Batman. Number three, Thor, God of Thunder. Number two, Saga. And number one, The Wake. Wow. So thank you guys so much. There's a lot more we got, and we'll definitely be putting those up uh, on the site. So look for those on Friday. Uh, I want to end, though, the email section with uh, a really, really great email. Uh, I actually just got today, right before we started recording. Um, And this is from Emily from Los Angeles. And she says, I want to thank you guys for the podcast. This is going to require some backstory. I'm a girl. I never got into comic books as a kid. People would occasionally give me one and and date a couple of collectors, but I never found anything that made me really want to read. As an adult, I occasionally read Buffy and then X-Men because Joss Whedon, but that interest, but that interest in the books faded. I chose to become a writer of action films. And as I began to take meetings, I regret not being able to talk properly about comic books. I face enough of an uphill battle as it is being women in a male-dominated genre of a male-dominated field, but not knowing anything about comics seemed like an extra roadblock. So I went to a local comic shop that came highly recommended. It was just me and the shop owner and a room full of books. I said to him, I want to get back into comics, but I don't know what I'd like, and I was hoping you could tell me where to begin. I like Buffy. Um, he laughed at me and then said the following, go home and do some research and come back when you know what you're looking for. Wow. wow. <clears throat> so I left empty-handed and then drove to the House of Secrets in Burbank, where the crew banded together to find me a pile of stuff. I left with over $100 nice. worth of books, and that is the only shop I go to now. Next time you're in Los Angeles, that's the place to go. Yeah, Kudos to them. Storm, yeah. Yeah. They gave me a million recommendations, but I still couldn't find anything I loved. Well, except Why the Last Man. That was my jam. Get I read all. all the usual stuff people <laughs> recommended to me, no avail. Maybe I, I, just, I, was just, I wasn't destined to love comics. Like so many girls, I, I've, loved one, I've loved Wonder Woman since I, was, I first saw Linda Carter spin around on TV, but I never actually read any of the books. I wanted and still want that job. I'm working toward it as hard as I can, but for a long time, I felt like a fraud because although I read some of the New 52 and found it terrible, I didn't actually know that much about Wonder Woman beyond the TV series. I didn't really know where to begin. That's when you guys come in. A friend of mine linked me to your Wonder Woman podcast and it opened me up to whole 
it opened up the whole world to me. I ran out and bought Eyes of the Gorgon and some of Gail Simone's work along with Perez. <sighs> then I bought more Rucka books because damn, y'all, that dude can write. Then I <laughs> yes, listened to the rest of your Women in Comics Week podcast and it was a revelation and I kept listening. People have been recommending books to me all over the place and I liked very few of them and I worried that maybe comic books just weren't for me. But then you guys talked. I, I got interested in certain books. I went to House of Secrets and pull, pulled whatever sounded good until I found something I wanted to keep reading. I walk dogs to make ends meet until something breaks. So every Wednesday I listen to your podcast and make a mental list of what to try reading next. Over the last several months, I've become a fan of Velvet, Sheltered, Lazarus, and Forever Evil. And of course, Saga. That's a no-brainer. Oh, and Lock and Key. I just caught up on Saturday and now I'm mad. I have to wait for the rest. I blame Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's kind of what I think assistant means like that's my job so i mean french i think that means blame me (laughs) but the rest but the best part is that i can now go into meetings and have an intelligent conversation about comics if an opportunity to pitch one comes up even if it's one i haven't read i at least know of it in my circle i'm i'm known for my opinions on wonder woman i'll admit i still don't know what you guys are talking about 60 percent of the time but thanks to the funny voices and witty banter i'm still entertained and as the weeks go by i understand more and more anyway the point is thanks for the podcast emily los angeles thank you emily wow so thank you so much, Emily, for taking the time to write that email. And it's, it's amazing to hear from someone. Um, and we're all really sorry you had that experience with that, with that shop, but we're really glad that you found uh, a great shop to go to. Great shops are hard to find. It's true. It's, yeah. it's very, very true. Um, we're humbled. Yes. Absolutely humbled. It's amazing, amazing to hear from you, Emily. Um, and that's gonna, I think that's a good way to start out our emails uh, for 2014. People have a lot to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> after that email <laughs> uh, 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 busy feeling feel it's a, it is feels it's a mm-hmm. really great email it's really really great um all right the so first the first big day of the year it's a lot of books here we go all right from action lab we have fracture number one uh from archie comics we have afterlife with archie number three archie number 651 fox number three kevin keller number 12 from Avatar Press, we have Cross Badlands, number four. Extinction Parade, number four. God is Dead, number four. <laughs> and funny. Uber, number six. Um, from Boom Studios, we have Adventure Time, the flip side. Number one, we've got um, Hawk and Melee, number four. Protocol Orphans, number three of four. Regular Show Skips, number three. Robocop Last Stand, number six. Sons of Anarchy, number five, and Suicide Risk, number nine. From Dark Horse Comics, Abe Sapien, number nine. Uh, we've got um, we've got Shaolin Cowboy, number four of four. We've got Star Wars, number 13. Um, from DC Comics, we've got 100 Bullets, Brother Lono, number seven of eight. We've got Action Comics, number 27. We've got Batman Black and White, number five. Batman Superman, number seven. We've got Batwing, number 27. We've got Detective Comics, number 27, which is the big, um, huge issue because uh, it mirrors when Batman premiered in the original Detective Comics. Right. Stories by a million people. There's a Scott Snyder story. There's a Brad, Brad Meltzer story. There's a ton of people. Yeah, Frank Miller, I Frank think. Miller is doing, I think Frank Miller is just doing cover? a cover. Yeah. How much are they getting for that? $8. $8. All right. And there are about 12 covers. Yeah. Oh, wait. The cover for Frank Miller, that's that Catwoman one, right? Yeah, it is a Catwoman yep. one. Oh, I've been looking for that. I want a print of that so bad. <laughs> um, so that's coming out. Uh, apparently, one of the stories in it is uh, a, uh, a Brad Meltzer doing the first Batman story. It's like Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like a redo of the first Batman story. Oh, that's interesting. So it's pretty cool. I want to check that out, definitely. And Brian Hitch is doing the art on it. So it's a pretty cool team. Um, Earth 2, number 19. 
We've got Ferris, number 22, FPB, Federal Bureau of Physics, number 7. You do that well. You really say Thank that Thank you nicely. very much. Yeah. Uh, Forever Evil Arkhamor, number 4 of 6. Green Arrow, number 27. Green Lantern, number 27. We've got Hinterkind, number 4. Movement, number 8. Yay! Stormwatch, number 27. Smallville, season 11. Alien, number 2. Swamp Thing, number 27. Um, Trinity of Sin, The Phantom Stranger, number 15. And Vampire Diaries, number 1. Uh, from Dynamite Entertainment, we've got Ash and the Army of Darkness, number three. We've got Black Bat, number eight. We've got Cryptozoic Man, number three of four. <laughs> we've got Deja Thoris and the Green Men of Mars, number nine. George R. R. Martin's A Game of Thrones, number 18. Grim the Warlock, number two. Uh, we've got Little Vampy, number one. Oh, got it's such a great cover. <laughs> Lords of Mars, number six. Shadow, number 21. Uh, and that is it for Dynamite. Um, from IDW, we um, we have ooh, what's the first regular issue coming out? Uh, My Little Pony. Oh, that's that. Sorry, that's a trade paperback. When when uh, Cutie calls, trade paperback. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Con number four. Uh, X Files season ten number eight. From Image Comics, we have Aphrodite nine number seven. We've got Darkness number one twelve. Drumheller number three. Elephant Men, number 53. Fatal, number 19. Five Ghosts, number 8. Hoax Hunters, number 13. Invincible Universe, number 9. Manifest Destiny, number 3. Minimum Wage, number 1. Morning Glories, number 36. Yes. Revival, no, sorry, that's a reprint. Uh, Sex Criminals, number 4. Yes. Shelter, number 6. Spawn, yes. number 239. 3, number 4. Um, Walking Dead, number 119. Um, from Marvel Comics, which this is where your bank account gets emptied if you're a I got to stop buying the walking dead. <laughs> if you're a person who takes yes, you do. all number ones. <laughs> Here we go. So we got A plus X number 16. All No, that's sorry. All new Marvel now point 1 number 1. The people the last time missed the point 1 it's and good. then uh, yeah. You need that. You need it. Yeah. So you should pick that up. Yeah. Uh, all new X Factor number 1. <sighs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so pumped for that. We've got Avengers AI number eight, Avengers World number one, Black Widow number one, Ooh, yes. Phil Noto. Cable and X Force number 18, Cataclysm the Ultimates Last Stand number three, Daredevil Dark Knights number eight of eight, Deadpool number 22, Phantom X Max number four of four. We've got Infinity Heist number four of four. We've got Inhumanity the Awakening, Awakening number two of two. Iron Man number 20, Long Shot, no, that's a reprint, sorry, Marvel Knights, Spider-Man number four of five, um, we've got whoop, Revolutionary War Alpha number one, Painkiller Jane, The Price of Freedom number three of four, Savage Wolverine number 14 point now, um, we've got Wolverine number 13, we've got Young Avengers number 15. Last issue, right? Last issue. And it's over. 17. That's not so bad. I've had worse. There's still more to come. That's just Marvel. Letter oh. 44, number three. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else we got Love here. Love that book, by the way. If anybody's thinking about picking that up, it is good. From Valiant, we have Bloodshot and the Hardcore, number 18. Quantum and Woody, number seven. And Shadow Man, number 14. From Zenoscope, we have Barmaid, number one of five. Uh, Grim Fairy Tales presents Through the Looking Glass, number five. And Wonderland, number 19. And that is all the books that are coming out. No Transformers. No Transformers this week. 
Sorry, See, Bob. this is going to screw you up because <laughs> yeah, the next time the, it comes around. The rotation's off and now and I've got And you've no. been off for a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to remember anymore. It's no. over, Bob. No. Done. Your streak is my streak. Done. Done, son. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So uh, that's going to do it for the show. Remember, guys, check out uh, the new site design at TalkingComBooks.com. Join the forums uh, that, that we just set up. A lot of great conversations already going on over there. A lot of posts already. Uh, and really a lot of gra- I'm sorry. Don't no, go ahead. Drop. No. Um, and also, a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, great topics going up and really great threads. But if one of the things that, one of the common themes that I've found just in the couple of days that it's been up is if you feel like you read comics, but you're alone in reading comics, this is a place that you can go where there are lots of good, like informed people that are very enthusiastic about things that you love. And if you feel like you don't have enough friends to discuss that kind of stuff with, or you just want an opinion outside of your regular circle, definitely, or you just want to check it out, come and check out the forums. There's just so many good people there that we're close with, and we're meeting new people every day, and you could be one of them. And you get to interact with everybody, us and everyone else, Mm. and uh, it's really, it's going to be a thing. And I I also just want to add in, too, that, the rules that we've written up there, please read them because this is a safe environment and this is a no tolerance for bullying zone. There's a fine line between, you know, healthy debate and there's just straight out bullying and anyone who does that, you know, will be gone. We want this to be a safe and friendly and fun site for you guys to come and talk about comics with other people that want to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. There's also stuff for, you know, talking about TV shows like Arrow and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's movie stuff, too. And if there's any topics that we're not covering in the forum, we can add those. So, you know, stop by and let us know. Yeah. Um, Amen. We've also added in a section where, you know, obviously you can still talk on the site, but if you want to discuss the podcast, you know, on a weekly basis, we'll put up a new post every week and you can discuss things we said or ask questions about what we talked about. And there's a spot for listener questions now too. And ideally we'll be able to have one spot to kind of pick them from instead of, you know, all over the place. Mm. And yeah, that's, it's, it's meant to be a good place for you guys to come and meet, you know, talking comics people mm-hmm. we have a good gang out there and i'm sure that everyone will obey these rules implicitly mm-hmm. we're getting well, we're getting bigger just like they're, they're, they're common rule or common sense rules and they're for you know everyone's enjoyment absolutely absolutely um and uh yeah and there should be t- like i said bob top 10 list is up stephanie's top 10 list will be up um steven and i's top 10 list will be also be up uh we're gonna put listeners up up look for mara just did a uh mara wood did a uh a women in comics for 2013 mm. which is a really great read sweet uh you'll see a l- other contributors to the site putting stuff up as well um and uh yeah check it out and let us know what you think of the new site and uh we know that there, there's issues with the comments. There's comments we need to transfer over manually. That, 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 that'll be done, just so you guys know. So your comments aren't lost. They just need to be transferred over, so don't worry about that. Um, and a little bit of uh, self-promotion, not self-promotion, but uh, a, a little bit uh, asking for help a little bit. Guys, just so you know, uh, there's now a donate button on the site. Uh, if you guys want to donate anything you can, uh, you know, it takes money to run the site, to post the podcast, 
Um, and, you know, we've been using same equipment, you know, stuff for a long time. And eventually I like to put my money together to get new equipment for all of us. Tough to do that out of pocket. Anything you guys can, you know, donate would be we'd greatly, greatly appreciated. Again, you're under no obligation to at all. But just so you know, it's there. We've had people ask us before for an option to do it. So it is there now for you guys if you want to do it. Um, we do have Jerry Lewis on speed dial, though, right? Yes, we do. He's going to do a yep. run our telethon for us, Bob. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you guys want to get in touch with us, at Talking Comics on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Talking Comics. Email us at podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Bobby Shortle. Steve? Mine is at dead underscore anchorus. Stephanie? I'm at Hello Cookie. And Bob, email address. Bob Ryer at TalkingComicBooks.com. Um, and don't worry, guys. We're going to... Bob's going to get a, a name on the forums. He'll be on there. It's going to happen. <laughs> we'll all be on there. So With his uh, stolen internet. With his stolen internet. <laughs> we will all be on there talking with you guys. Um, and we look forward to a, a bigger and better 2014. Indeed. Uh, for all of us. So for Steve. Happy New Year again, guys. Bob. Good night, all. And Stephanie. I have been Bobby. Until next time on Talking Comics, to be continued. Talking Comics.